welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Please let me know in chat that you can hear me because we have some new studio functions, and I just want to make sure that I am not talking to myself. That would be awesome. (laughs) I want to welcome you to the show. We have a lot of things to go over before we get started on our callers. So we'll jump into that in just a moment. First, I want to give you the call-in number. If you'd like to call in and read tonight, it is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. So what do we have going on? Do you guys know? Do you remember from last week? <laughs> Let's go over some of this stuff real quick. I want to uh, remind you guys that we have a December contest going on right now. And you'll want to pay uh, pay close attention to the prompts that we give out during the Inkwell workshop at the beginning here in just a minute because these prompts are going to be playing a starring role in the contest this month, okay? But let's go ahead and take care of some of the other things first so we can jump into that with uh, both feet first. All right, so first of all, workshops. You know about that. If you want to put together a workshop with me, shoot me a message on MySpace. If you are not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, and we'll get that put together for you. If you want information on that, I'm not going to go through it now because we've got lots to go over, but you can um, get information by mailing it emailing me and I'll I'll go over it with you. I want to take a moment before we get started, and this is really important to me, and that is to thank our sponsors, all of you who stepped up to the plate in 2022 and helped contribute towards our broadcasting license for the year. It's really important for me to do this because we live, oh, I just broke my pen. I'm going to cry. It's really important for me to do this because we literally could not be on the air anymore because of the way the the license fees have increased. We couldn't be on the air anymore if it were left up to just me. So, you know, it, it is because of you guys that we are all still here 16 years later. We'll get into that in just a moment too. But I just want you guys to know that you know, I appreciate all of you that we as a community appreciate you who uh, reached into your pocket and helped contribute towards our broadcasting license. Those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Mankays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, the Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. 
Thank you. Thank all of you. We are getting to the end of our broadcasting year. So here towards the end of December, we will be starting our 2023 fundraiser for our 2023 broadcasting license. And just kind of an update so you know as well, we were going to be doing our anniversary show tonight, but we have to have we have to have Jimmy Ray hosting with us, and it's his son's birthday tonight. So we are doing the anniversary show next week on the 15th. We are 16th year on the air together. Can you guys believe that? 16 years. What were we all doing 16 years ago? You know, that would be really something really cool to bring to the anniversary show with you is kind of think about where you were when you first got involved in the show. You know, some of you have been here the last 16 years. Some of you I've known since before the show, the show even existed. Some of you have come in along the way. All of you have a permanent place at this table. All of you are family. It would be kind of interesting to, you know, maybe talk a little bit about where you were when you found the show. And then to let the community know how they have helped or changed or shaped you or contributed to or inspired you since you've been part of the family. I think it's really important to let people know things like that. So just an idea, just to, you know, think about that. So anyway, watch for that information that we're going to be doing for our broadcasting license fundraiser watch for information for the anniversary show next week i think that kind of covers all that i want to get into the december contest all right so what you have to do to enter the contest this has to take place in the month of december it's really simple you just have to write a poem any type of poem will do from a haiku to an epic prose using any one of our weekly prompts that i give out at any time during the month of december all right? Write any kind of poem you want. I don't care if it's a tiny, tiny one or a great big long one. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you do with it. Just write a poem in the month of December using one of the prompts that I give out during the workshop. All right? Once you have that poem, to get your name entered into the contest, into the drawing, you will need to post your prompt-inspired poem on my Facebook page. And please make sure to post something like December Contest typed in at the top, so it'll be easy for me to keep track of those from the ones that just get posted randomly. So post your page, posting your poem on my page will get your name into the contest drawing. You can also bring that prompt-inspired poem and read it on the show before the end of December. And doing so will get your name in the drawing two more times. So to clarify, that one poem can be worth three entries, one by posting it on my page, and you get two more entries into the drawing by coming and reading it on the show. All right? Easy peasy. But wait, that's not all. Monty, tell them what else they can do. All righty, folks. So anyway, (laughs) you can also do collaboration with another poet using one of the prompts that I give out during the month of December. So if you and a poet, another poet, write a collaboration with a prompt-inspired poem, 
and you post it on my page, all right, it's like double the entries, like two times, twice for both of you. So like four entries split in half to each. So instead of just one, if you both write it, each of you get two points and two names into the drawing. Then if one, both or either one of you bring the prompt-inspired collaboration poem to the show and read it live, doing so will get your name into the drawing four times each, four times each. So that one collaboration poem that you do, post it on my page, read it on the show, either one or both of you, okay, that's worth six entries into the contest. So if you guys knew, and I don't want to tell you what the prize is because it's a surprise. It's the whole prize, the, the, the sir part of the prize, whatever. But anyway, if you guys knew what this was, seriously, if you knew, you would be jumping through hoops, bending over backwards, tap dancing on your desk to get these entries in. And right now, where's my jar? Here's my jar. Let me pull this up. I think that Rebel, Rebels is in there three times. And he is our, the only one we have. We just started this last week, you know, so you guys have had a week to work on this. But, yeah, right now Rebels is the only one in there, so he's winning the prize. You guys are going to let that happen? Hmm? Where's your competitive streak? <laughs> All right. So that's the information on your December contest. If you have any questions on that, if I got you lost somewhere, just shoot me a message. And I will be posting this on my page for you so you can kind of keep track of all that. All right. So now, do you guys know what time it is? I love my drum roll. <laughs> it is time for inspiration from the inkwell. So have your pens and your papers out, your notebooks, whatever it is you write in. As I go through the the stuff we're going to be talking about tonight, as I go through this, if I go off on a tangent and get you mixed up or lose track or something along that way, you lose your place, don't panic. You can come back after the show is over and listen to the podcast in the archives and listen to the beginning of the show and write down anything you happen to miss. All right? So no worries. Okay, let's jump right into this. And I'm going to give you this week's all-important poetry prompts which we will also, in addition to being used in the December Prompt-Inspired Poem Contest, be using in all of this week's writing tasks I'm about to give out. So these are very important prompts. As we go through this, keep in mind that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Whatever you do with it after that, it's all up to you. All right, so let's get started. Now, Verse number one has only got one more part left because this is getting kind of this is getting kind of you know carried away here. So number one is a structured. It's it's giving you different verses. So for the last three weeks, and this will be the fourth week, I'm giving you a verse in a poem that you need to write. All right. So I'm going to give you the first week and go through and give you then I'm going to give you today's verse. All right. So. Verse one, part one is, first, let me introduce myself. First, let me introduce myself. Verse two, or part two, is, the handful of likely suspects. The handful of likely suspects. 
Number three, let me set the stage. Let me set the stage. And your fourth verse this week is the thickening plot. The thickening plot. Imagine how much fun that will do, be using those guidelines to write each of these verses in your palm. That's going to be fun. So anyway, that's number one. That's your, your, uh, your, your verse, verse picked apart, whatever, for number one. Number two, perfect midnight. Perfect midnight. Number three, painted season. Painted season. History. Secret history. Five, innocent bones. Innocent bones. Number six, the burning boys. The burning boys. Number seven, strange gods. Plural, strange gods. Eight, and this is kind of a freebie because you get to fill in a blank. Eight is nine ways to blank. Nine ways to what? Nine ways to get out of a traffic ticket. Nine ways to eat spaghetti without a fork. I don't know. Nine ways to blank. You fill in the blank. Number nine, with a single word. With a single word. Ten, less than zero. Less than zero. Eleven, underneath the darkness. What is underneath the darkness? Underneath the darkness. Twelve, as the car radio played in the background. As the car radio played in the background. That's a good one for George. Number thirteen, hands cry in hunger. Hands cry in hunger. Fourteen, talking to God over old bourbon and a cheap cigar. Talking to God over old bourbon cigar. And your bonus one is every day the same thing keeps happening again and again. Every day the same thing keeps happening again and again. Now you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match the prompts and use number five and six, grab 12, and go, what heck, let's throw three in there too. All right, mix and match them into one poem. Or if you're feeling real froggy, you can use all of the lines in one poem. So next we're going to be going over your writing exercise. Writing exercise is like yoga pants time with your brain. It's time to sweat. It's time to, you know, jump out of your comfort zone, do things you don't normally do, write in a way you normally wouldn't write, try new things. Okay, that's where you grow. If you don't step out of your comfort zone, you'll never grow as a writer or anything actually. So anyway, your writing exercise is your pick apart a prompt task. And in this exercise, what we're trying to do is highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. Why is that? Because our brains have muscle memory. If I say the word December, the first three things you thought of, something's going to be red and white and green. Our brain's going to jump to the most familiar input we have, the most familiar images we have. But if we take away the typical things, the basic things we would normally write about, what's behind that? 
what else could December mean? What else could it stand for? All right? It helps us getting away from writing the typical knee-jerk reaction and find the things that are deeper inside of us, the unique things, the stuff that only we can write, the perspectives only we can find. All right? So to do this, pick apart a prompt writing exercise. What I would like you to do is open your journals and at, you don't have to do it right this moment. You can do it after the show is over. <laughs> open your journals to a clean page and then starting at the top from this week's list, I want you to write down the first prompt. Then instead of a write, writing a poem to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Right, and really explore all the directions you can take the prompts, all the different meanings they could have, how you can twist them and bend them, turn them into other things. When you're finished with the first prompt, move on to the next, and then go on down the list so you have written at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you and running away with you, and it's going to be something incredible that you normally wouldn't have thought about writing had you not done this exercise. I don't care what it is that you sit down to do. If it's to write, if it's to work on a report, if it's to paint a picture, you should always do this. Sit down and really and figure out the direction you want to take it. Because trust me, nobody wants to be a basic poet. All right. Now, your journal assignment. Journal assignment is your naked time with your muse. This is not meant for popular consumption. It's not meant to show the world. It's just time for you to have one-on-one -on -one time with however muses are wandering around there in your head and just to have some fun. Now, I call this a prompted storytelling free write, which is kind of an oxymoron because a free write, you're just supposed to sit down and write. But everybody always says, I don't know what to write about, which is kind of like the whole purpose of free writing. You just start writing anything. But to take that excuse away, I'm starting you off in a direction, all right? So in your journal, you'll be using all the prompts that I just gave you tonight, all right? I want you to start writing a story. And don't overthink this. Don't analyze it. Don't plan it. Just sit down, put your pen to paper, and have some fun. Some silly ass, making messy with your muses, fun. This isn't supposed to be pretty. It's supposed to be messy. It's supposed to make you laugh. All right? That is so important because we try so hard to take ourselves so seriously, and we lose something when we do that. All right? So... Again, I want you to take the first prompt, which was, what was it? What was it, guys, what I gave you? Na, 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 na. I'm not using one. So using two, because the first one uses in a different poem. So two was perfect midnight. I want you to start at the top of your page and write perfect midnight, and then just starting randomly whatever comes to mind, not writing a poem, but telling a story. Telling a story until you can figure out a way to work in the next prompt. And they have to come in order in the story. So you start out with perfect midnight, and you keep writing until you can somehow fit painted season into the story. And then you keep writing until you figure out a way to stick in secret history, and then innocent bones, and then the burning voice, all the way down until you get to the last line, which was our bonus prompt, which is why we have this, our bonus prompt, number 15, 
The last line in your story needs to be, every day the same thing keeps happening again and again. All right? So start writing a story using the first line and keep writing. There's going to be so many weird twists and turns and, and silliness and insaneness and like, oh, my goodnesses, and, and it's going to be crazy fun. So have fun doing that. Jump on it. All right, next. We are going to go through your prompts again one more time just in case you didn't get a chance to write them down. So I'll just run through these again real quickly. Number one is verse four, the thickening plot. Two, perfect midnight. Three, painted season. Four, secret history. Five, innocent bones. Six, the burning boys. I don't know why that one makes me think of Jimmy Ray. The burning boys. Number seven, strange gods. Eight, nine ways to you fill in the blank. Nine, with a single word, ten, lesson zero, eleven, underneath the darkness, twelve, as a car radio played in the background, thirteen, hands cry in hunger. I really like that one. Hands cry in hunger. Fourteen, talking to God over old bourbon and a cheap cigar. And your bonus, fifteen, Every day, the same thing keeps happening again and again. So there we go. This closes out your inspiration from the Inkwheel mini workshop. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output. You have to feed your brains because you are literally, you are what you eat, and that applies to what you put in your brain as well. You know, and I don't care if it's reading the cereal box. I don't care if it's reading street signs. Just read. Read everything. Read books. I would prefer you to read books, but, you know, just read stuff, anything. You're going to find something somewhere that's going to stick, and you're going to call on it later, and you're going to think, wow, I'm glad I paid attention to and read that stuff. And there's a reason. I'm not going to get into it tonight because I'll talk too much. But there's a reason it's really important to do this, and uh, maybe I'll go over that. Not next week because it's Dan's anniversary show, but after that. All right, remember, as our writer's discipline, we're going out every single day and writing a haiku poem. A haiku poem consists of three lines with a 575 syllable count in your lines. These are American haikus. They don't have to stick with the nature theme. Just pay attention to your syllable count. Each day, I want you to go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. When we're rushing from point A to point B to point C, all the things that we do, all the time we dedicate to someone else in this world, we can stop for two seconds and grab those 17 syllables to feed that creative part of our brain. If you consistently do this, it will literally change you as a writer, and you will be floored. at at the effect this will have on you. Not to mention that, say you do this for the next year, a haiku every day. By the time you're done, you'll have 365 haikus. You'll be able to pick up between about 60 good ones out of there. You can write some crappy ones, and that's okay. You don't have to show them to anybody. You can write some great ones. You can write some really good ones. So you'll have enough to pick out of all of those to put together a haiku book. And every poet worth their their salt has a haiku poetry book. So there you go. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? 
to write in those haikus every single day. If you miss a day, it's not an excuse to quit. I don't care. Get up, brush yourself off, no excuses. Start the next day and get it done. All right. That is it, you guys, for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell. Remember that if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast and find what it is that you missed. Alrighty. I'm going to play an audio recording. We always start and end every episode with a track by one of you poets. Today we are going to be playing Executioner's Song by Cassandra Tribe. Incredible piece, and here we go. My hour of worship is midnight, the moon bright off the flame. I am the hope of forgotten men, God in a world without blame. Cross, blankets, body plot. Sometimes it cushions with thee. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by worms. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden. Blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefields, there is no faith. Even in war, Rules contain blame. At home where soldiers are bootless, death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, Spun chance revealed forsaken. In solemn place, the body, strapped down and blinded, still communicates. Press wafer provides the food, food to assuage the weak, leaving the body hungry, crying one last speech. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again. Flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. I have gone. To husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers, wanting them to serve. Solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so, hoping I wouldn't notice. Broke finish, mold, and go. 
brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur, the wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why of I am. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand, following words inspired but written by human hand. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men, each of them sacrifice food to men's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned, but I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. One day the world will go blind, and in blindness finally see. The flame on my altar will fade, and midnight will never be. Till then I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now and now. My hour of worship is midnight, the moon will break off in flame. I am the hope of the forgotten men, walking in the room without blame. was Cassandra Tribe. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right. Now, what comes next? What's next? Oh, yeah. You guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> the number to call in tonight, if you would like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I do bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's vitally important so people know who's reading, and your name is attached to your work. We have 16 years' worth of archived shows on our platform. So you are literally verbally publishing your poems right now. You do not want to send them out into the world without your name attached. So make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems if the lines get too busy and I need to drop that back down to one. I will let you know when that happens. If it happens on your turn, I apologize. But right now you're good to go at two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to find you and get to know you and your work better. Be able to start building that writer's network. It's really important to have that. And we'll go over that in a workshop. I'm not going to do it now. I almost did. My mouth just almost ran away. Did you guys see that? I caught it. <laughs> Remember that we have a mature rating. So that means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Don't get too graphic. Besides that, you guys are good to go. You're bound to hear just about anything on here except for the adult porn pumps. There's some great shows on uh, online that do cater to that, but you can't do it here because we don't have the right rating. 
So just let you know. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup so you kind of have an idea of where you are. First, we have area code 734, followed by 216, followed by 731. I do want to let area code 567 know that you are not in the lineup. So 567, if you would like to read tonight, please press 1. And that will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here just hanging out and listening, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're with us. If you check, there we go. I got you. All right, you're good. All right, so we got everybody. We got everybody in line. Great. We're set to go. So with that said, then let's go ahead and bring on our first caller before his son calls and he has to run away. Seven three four. You are on the on the air. <laughs> George. Hi, Nat. Hi, Nala. It's George Wiley. Hey, sweetheart. It is. I'm excited. It's good to have you here. Well, it's been a long time, but I'm awful glad to be here. You had a really exciting... What's that? No, I say Thursday nights. uh, Thursday nights I have, um, you know, I usually have two other things. Well, some weeks is two other things. But I get to escape the Noel and come to the real fount of poetry, Nyla. So I'll get I know that two other things are horribly boring obligations that there is absolutely no way out of and you would much rather be here. So I do take comfort in that. Of course. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a real busy summer. You've had a lot of crazy stuff going on. I've been jumping over on your page oh. and checking out the pictures and stuff that you post and the family things and Man, oh, you've yeah. been 90 miles an hour. Yeah, we really have. And uh, we were we were out, well, almost as far out as west as you. We took us a 7,000-mile road trip in the summer. And um, I'm so jealous. You have no idea. Uh, I like road trips. And uh, we just uh, went to a lot of national parks and got as far west as uh, Vegas. And uh, there was a party there for my twin brother and I. And then... Uh, but we came back and then went to, you know, like, anyway, Denver, Dallas, uh, Carlsbad, uh, you know, I don't know, all over the place. So, anyway, that was quite an adventure. And then we've had, you know, some uh, medical stuff here a little bit. and uh, But a lot of poetry, a lot of poetry. And uh, I don't want to bother you with all those details. So, if you'd like, I'll get and read my do. <laughs> I would love to hear you read. All right. Um, the first one is um, a little a little more serious, uh, not too. And the second one is quite light. And I probably read this on here at Christmas in 2017, okay? So do I get punished if I repeat a poem? No. And I don't care. It has, to be, I it has to be a poem that you write during the month of December to one of the prompts I just gave out. And I know that you're going to do that, so make sure you turn those in because, trust me, you want this drawing prize. I can't wait. I heard you. I, rumor has it you're going to get us a new bike. <laughs> well, maybe something. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a bike. Maybe maybe, maybe a chunk of coal. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I I always get the chunk of lump of coal. Uh, this was called oh, "When the Poinsettia Is Wilted." 
He traced his fingertips across the last Christmas card before putting it away, amongst things he'll likely never see. He stuffed the decorations in the big old shabby box, which he always used, for replacing it would be blasphemy. Dragging stuff down from the attic and then putting it all back later was as customary as the pretense of keeping Yuletide Brotherhood alive. For him, this huge holiday was less an act of faith as it was an inheritance, an obligation to myths to which he would always strive. This season had been commendable, free of vanity or family struggle. The joy was measurable, the food commensurate, the wine was fine. Again, he spent money he didn't have on people he didn't especially like. But that was a lifelong rigueur and really quite benign. Crazy Uncle Herb had died and now it was left him naked. For from now on, he alone must be the Christmas dinner fool. And every respectable Yuletide feast must have one. He'd need to work on heresy, impertinence, and ridicule. It's hard to cast the holiday away, for that becomes a cost. The fee we pay is dimming charity. The results are often tragic. Replaced by renewed greed, the daily rush, the avarice. Oh, Christmas tide, you did not hide. We put you in the attic. In peace. <laughs> I loved that. Well, thank you. Why do I feel like there's a story behind it? I think so, or two. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The second one, and again, I think I probably read this probably that maybe even that same Christmas with you. Um, but it's um, it's a uh, you know it's a holiday dinner. It's called the Holiday Family Spread. We squeeze in extra chairs round the laden table, cloth napkins, annual table manners. Kids cynically scanning the food, wondering who will utter grace and which way the food should pass. So good to see Aunt Grace. Jamie wants hot dogs. But all is good, giving thanks, rejoined, full, laughing. Did Earl shave? Our Myrna's teeth in. Jack's shirt has buttons. Don't bring up politics. Is that vodka in Gail's cup? Checking out Tad's newest girlfriend. Men are sneaking peeks at football games. What joy! Willow says she's pregnant again. By whom? Life is just fine at our holiday spread. And feast. You know, I love that so much because we always get, you know, all of us at the beginning of the season, and I'm probably the worst at this, but my heart gets so open and hopeful and excited and, you know, Mm -hmm. all the fun things are going to happen and, and, you know, you almost paint this like this June Cleaver and this leave it to beaver type perfect, (laughs) you know, and you can just see it and you can taste the turkey, but it never turns out that way. You know, and there's a point where you just have to sit back and smile. And so I'm listening to that. I'm wondering if someone really did forget to put their teeth in and if, 
you know, what the girlfriend looked like and how many kids she has by how many fathers, you know, and it made it so relatable and so fun. And it just, you know, you know, welcome to my crazy life type thing. You write a lot of what I call Polaroid poetry, slice of life poetry. Uh Right. And you make it very accessible to the listeners because it's very easy for us to immerse ourselves into the scenarios that you are painting, even though they're very specific, all of us can put a different face on each person that you talked about in that poem and put our right. own names on it. We, you know, and so I thought it was an absolute delight. And I wish, wish, wish so badly that I could give you points for reading your holiday poems, your Christmas poems. Thank you. That's but that just I, means I, I, you're going to have to write some this week and bring them back. Or, well, I, I did read, and, write down all your prompts. I did write down all the prompts. That's pretty good for me. So That is uh, good. I'm excited. Knows? Thank you. <laughs> what, what is Somebody just posted on Facebook a little thing about Christmas dinner, and he said, my family is sort of dysfunctional, so we consider it a successful Christmas if the police aren't called to the house. And uh, <laughs> that isn't quite like my family to be cheerful, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> anyway, you know the you keep weird thing at my house. I had three boys, right? And I would buy from all year long, and I would do things because I wanted them to open up tons of presents. I mean, one year they had 198 presents each under the tree. <laughs> oh. But okay. With that said, when I bought them packs of underwear or socks, I opened them and I wrapped each one. So it took them all day long to open their presents. So there may be eight packages that that had a pair of socks or, you know, a pack of 12 pencils. Each pencil was wrapped individually. And it was so much fun. And I got so tired of wrapping that I just said the hell with it. And I grabbed some priority mailboxes and threw stuff in the priority mailboxes. And it's like, wait a minute, this isn't wrapped. And I said, yes, but you know you are very special if you get a priority (laughs) mailbox. Priority mailbox, yes, see. And well, so know, now, that, to this one, day, okay. I have to write, wrap one present each for them and put it in a priority mailbox or they get so mad at me because they don't think they're special. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You started this tradition. Now you have to do that. That's what you have to do. <laughs> my, uh, we, one, one time I wrote a poem uh, about how my sons used to wrap Christmas presents, you know, the sloppy ways and the, uh, and the cheap ways, the easy ways, the newspaper, the duct tape, you know, the the uh, garbage bag, mm-hmm. I mean, you name, you name it, they had it. Um, they wrapped stuff in it, and I thought it was actually cool. But, um, you know, um, they would say, well, I'm sorry, Dad, you know, but this was the best wrapping I could do. And I said, it's fine with me. <laughs> you can wrap it in underwear if you want. I mean, you know. But um, anyways, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I actually... And, and um, enjoying Christmas, I think, a little bit more, even though we have an empty nest here and have had for a lot of years. But we, uh, we're headed out to Denver. We're, we're traveling. We're going out to Denver to see one son, and we're going up to another city in Michigan to see the other one. So we're going to see everybody, hopefully. That's awesome. But That's my, my um, I'll, I'll, I've been on here too long, Nyla. So I will give you my, as you call it, the URL. The um, book I have out is called Why Did I Remain in the Garden? And it's on Facebook, George Wiley. The, um, Monday, every Monday evening, I have a uh, Zoom, a poetry Zoom called 
Blue Water Poetry Zoom. And it's, uh, as I said, it's on Monday at 8 Eastern, which is, what, 5 Pacific. And uh, and doing it's sort of fun. Got quite a few uh, people coming regularly and a few featured readers and stuff. And uh, it's, you know, it's this Poetry Zoom, and it's a sort of relaxed, welcoming kind of a place, I think. So that's that, uh, and I can throw in the uh, passcode on in, into the uh, live chat if anybody happens to care about it, or I can put it on your Facebook page. So what else? You need to do that. It. Yeah, you reminded me one other time to do that, and I forgot to. But anyway, <laughs> I have been on here long enough. There's an awful lot of good people, so. You take care and have a great, a great time, and I'm going to try to get back next Thursday because I happen to not be committed then either. I've been committed a lot of times. Well, I am glad. <laughs> I am glad with all of the chaos that's going on that you were able to find time to call in and read tonight, and I just appreciate it so much. Well, and I love you so dearly. Thank you, honey. I know you do. Thank you, and take care. Good night, George. Good night. Okay. Our next caller, my mama. Mommy, are you there? Mommy, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, mama. How are you? I'm here, just piddling along. But I was here early, so I wouldn't have to wait I on saw the that. You were the... Yeah, you were the second, second person calling in. I was impressed. Thank you. <laughs> How are you? I am doing really well. I am spinning all the plates, and I haven't dropped any yet, so I consider that a success. All righty, then. <clears throat> well, you can tell my enthusiasm has been curbed, but I'm going to try to get it back. Let me get back my enthusiasm. Come on, enthusiasm. I need you. I need you now. Okay. I think it's coming back. Okay, so I found a piece. <laughs> and the name You know the how you do oh. that when you want to read poetry on the phone? You go put on your red high heels and stand there naked, and then you read. That's how it works, Mama. And throw on a lipstick. That doesn't it's, hurt. This um, phone doesn't go with that. <laughs> And then you don't want us to uh, do a rated X. You don't want us to do rated X, but you want me to stand there in rated X attire and do a PG thirteen poem. Okay, that well, makes no right. sense. But you, you do what you want. <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll just do what I got already pulled out. Okay. Fall asleep on me. Here we go. It's called Good Purpose. Looking back at the past. Too long blinds the future. Concentrate our strength. Bundle up individual thoughts. Use your guideline. We are stronger together. Unity moves mountains. Look up at the sun and see the clearing sky. We cannot spare the straying lamb. Those who would harm us must not succeed. God is greater than any man. Together, we must stand. Backward, never. Let's stick together. 
or we won't advance stuck in the avalanche of backward thinking. Teach new thoughts, horizons sinking, looking back at the past too long blinds the future. We are humanity, the spine that binds morality. We are here just like you. No one made one, made no one to judge the other. Help carry life's accumulated burdens instead of the old tired grudge. Listen to the voice within, deep inside the buried sins. Jaded ears from years of hearing the dirt planted inside of innocent souls are years of angry hurt. Generations now only pass through, never accomplishing what they came to do. Buried in sin and evil thoughts keeps mankind's soul tied up in knots. Meditate, and God will speak. Listen to the quiet voice within. He promises never to leave you, nor ever lead you astray. He made us for his good purpose, and some got lost along the way. Look deep within and find that purpose. Been looking back too long. Starring in life's, I'm sorry, staring in life's rear view blinds the future of our strength. Weakly bellowing out misunderstood songs that third verse is not healing, yet perpetuates, perpetuates all the wrongs. Concentrate on our strength. Bundle up your thoughts as one. Use your God mind in this new day and time. We are stronger together. Unity moves mountains making life better. Look up at the sun and see the clearing sky. We cannot spare the strained lamb. God said, I am that I am. Unity moves mountains. Let us drink from God's fountain flowing. Drink not the stagnated water of evil deeds. Those who would harm us must not succeed. God is greater than any man. Together we must take one stand to go backward never. Let's stick together as he has made us for his good purpose. Poem. Was that end poem? I said poem, yes. (laughs) Okay. It cut out part of that. I didn't hear it. I thought that was incredible. I wanted to bring, I don't know, I asked George if he wanted to come on and comment because he's been talking about you in the chat room. So I don't know if it's okay to mute him and see if he wanted to come on and comment to you. But he's saying that you have always written about honesty and grief and betrayal, but also about love and faith, he says. I thought that was a really, really good assessment of what was going on there. Thank you. Thank you for You're paying welcome. attention and listening to me. And also, just think how crazy I would have been looking at standing up there the way you wanted me to dress to read that poem. 
You can do anything in the world you <laughs> no, want. No, naked. I'm not telling her I can do anything I want. I'm just saying the suggestion that you made for me to put on red high heel shoes and stand in naked and read that poem. Now, how do you think? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. If you want to make it more exciting, get naked and put on red high heels and a splash of lipstick, and it will be more exciting no matter what you're doing. That's just my go-to. That's just so, I'm just throwing so, that out there for you. So, so I should read God's purpose for us and read all those positive thoughts and stand up there looking crazy with red high heel shoes on and some red lipstick. God up. made you naked in all your beauty. I'm not going to question okay, his well. masterpiece. Okay, well, then, next time I'll read it, I'll that. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. All right, what other so, one are you going to share, Mama? You want me to do another one? Okay. Okay, I don't have any more good ones. I got mostly like stuff you can't read on here. I'll just read this little short one. Okay. Okay, Kane Spade asked me about my show. He's another um, radio host. He asked me about my style. And I asked him, I said, Kane Spade, when is your show? I'm coming to show and tell. My style is swell. All who don't get it will get it, pray tell. The scoffers who scoff can just go to hell. My poetry will make you uncomfortable or make you rebel. If I put my poems in a book, I'm sure they will sell. If I give them to you free, you can put them on a scale. Weigh them up, roll them up, and pass them out to smoke. Clear up your head and choke (coughs) in your throat. My words are dope. That's enough to let you know that Mama Oladeji ain't no joke. Blam. (laughs) (laughs) And Lord help the person that thought you were, right? I don't know about all that. I'm getting old now. I need you to take up for me. People still be messing with me, but they don't know. (laughs) They just don't know. I got my daughter. My daughter. Hey. Oops, I am big and scary. I will take care of anything you need. All right, baby. All right. Actually, okay, I'm little so and loud. Darling. That works, too. That works, too. Make a lot of noise and beat the bush. Have a big stick in the hand. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic job, Mama. I'm really glad you were able to call in. I'm really surprised you were able to get on so early. That makes me really happy. Thank you. I love you very much, and I've got a surprise on its way to you soon. Okay. Like in a week. Okay. All right. I'll be looking out. Okay. So um, the other thing that I'm supposed to mend, I'm waiting for that to come because I really want you to be wearing that. Oh, I can send that with the package I'm sending down to you. I'll put that in there. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because I want to get that back to you so you can be wearing it and send your mommy a picture because I really want to see you in that. All right. Love you. Talk to you later. Other poets don't like, I don't want them mean mugging me. So, let me get out (laughs) the way. Bye, Mama. Bye, baby. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Where is, where is seven? 
Hey, Mike, did you go out of the lineup? Michael, you were next, but you're not in the lineup right now. If you wanted to come on, Michael, press one, and you won't lose your place in line. If you had to jump out, for, okay, there we go. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but are you there, Michael? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Doing? Did your call get dropped? No. Well, for some reason, you were right up there underneath Mama, because I was right the the switchboard down, but now you're at the very bottom. No, you said I was number three. You called it as George, Mama, Mike, I, and that's me. I know. Oh. That's why I asked if you wanted to come on or if you took yourself out of lineup intentionally. But I'm glad you're here. Uh, Hi. Uh, how you doing? I was just sitting here singing songs. Mm-hmm. Biding my time, singing songs after Mama got done talking, reading her second poem. You know what occurred you, to me? Uh, you, ever listen to, you ever listen to a song and then hear another song or think of another song and they sound a lot alike? That happened to me. I was. You remember Don McLean? He did a song called Vincent about Vincent Van uh-huh. Gogh. Uh-huh. And it goes, starry, starry night, paint your palette blue and gray. Well, they got me thinking of a song that Lucille Ball did in her Broadway musical Wildcat 1960 where she said, hey, look me over, lend me an ear. You think about that for a while. Okay. Um, I love you so much. You are the strangest, most delightful person in the world, and I am keeping you forever. It just popped in my head. Anyway, this week I, I had I was treated to a couple of my buddies writing together, where Dave Coon wrote a poem, and Nyla Alicia riffed it. Okay, and uh, really blew my mind because long, longtime friends. Somewhere in my archives from 12, 13 years ago, I have a really long story I wrote for Blogophilia, and the two principal characters are Dave Coon and Nala Alicia. So and there was the a volcano involved. Uh, it was a lake. I remember the lake. Uh, so was, um, I think there was a I volcano, find, too. Yeah, Can you send that to anyway, me? Well, I've got to find it, okay? Okay. I'll... It's on my list of things to find. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read both parts. Dave Coon's original poem, Silent Whispers. Subsequently, Nihilus riff on Dave Coon's point poem, Silent Whispers. And it begins with Dave. Silent whispers. When the silence of the world is upon you, and the moon shines bright and full. Listen to the wind's silent whisper, for it is in harmony with nature's tune. When you're down, out, and lonely with no one else to ease the load, look to the stars that shine eternal. They will raise you up in a song. When you walk with silent whispers, listen with heart and soul, for they are there to guide you, and you'll never walk alone. When your road ends, the whispers carry on. And Nala's response, and when the stillest hush 
When shadows figures fall, you cannot shake the coupling of its call. Fear not its closeness, nor touch to your hand. It beseeches only to remind where you are is where I stand. When our road ends, we will surely carry on. End set. <laughs> I love that poem. You know how you do that all the time. You rift on people's poems. Somebody will write something and it'll just touch you and you have to respond. You know, it's it's like it's it's asking you to reply. You know, That's right. you see something in there that just needs so yeah. Thank you. That was cool. That was cool that you read that. You know, it's because of you that I am so madly in love with Dave Kuhn. It is because of you that him and I have become such incredible friends. He is my blue man. He will be my blue man love until the day I die. And he's just incredible. And it was all because you writing that story brought us to, about us, brought us closer and got us talking more and got me learning about his poetry and him as a human being. And, you know, so... You, know, you wonder about the impact you have on people's lives, the fingerprints you do, you guys. You think about it. You have no clue where that, that simple task of laying a matchbook on a desk is going to lead. You know, everything we do in this world has consequences. And I think that you've left some pretty amazing fingerprints out there in your wake, Michael. You know, I'm, I'm sure that this is just one of the exact same types of stories I could personally tell you, let alone everybody else that has ever been blessed to be brought into your Pied Piperness. Well, thank you. That's nice of you to say. It is very true. You are the Pied Piper of poets. That is absolutely the truth. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Do you want to read another poem? Yes, please. This is a Curiel sonnet. This is like a poor man's sonnet. Colleen, Colleen uh, Bruni taught me how to write these. Um, this is called Ghosting by Michael Todd. Word on the street came down today. You decided to go your way. Secret whispers say we are through. I would rather hear it from you. My time, I suppose, to be cast, become a relic of your past. Still, though we cannot work things through, I would rather hear it from you. Gaslighting does not just evolve. Ghosting, a problem I can't solve. How you've managed to pull this coup. I would rather hear it from you. Word on the street came down today. I would rather hear it from you. Important. I like it. I like it for a plethora of reasons. Ghosting is the most horribly rude and arrogant thing you could do to somebody. You guys never ghost somebody. Balls. Have balls enough to... uh, Settle your shit. That's all I'm going to say. So there. There you go. Not much to add to that. 
Michael, fantastic job. I'm, I'm glad you're able to call in and share, and I love you so much. Love you back. If anybody wants to come hang out with me, I've got a blog page. It's MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Perfect. You show All up right, there. sweetheart. Oh, Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week, love. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from, oh, not 216. Caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three so you kind of have an idea where you are. We have 832, which is Soldier Blue. Then we have 815, Clarence. And then 631. I don't remember that number. Okay. So let's go ahead and grab Soldier Blue. Mr. Blue Blue, how are you? I'm all right. Just another one of those... Another one of those days, I guess. You know, every day that you wake up, even if it's the worst day of your life, it's still your best day. Yeah. Tell that to my backside. (laughs) Oh, what what have you been having done to your backside? Is there a story here? I don't think we can read that on this show. (laughs) I, I didn't say I've been doing anything to it. It's just been, you know... Getting a whole lot of exercise because of people making the wrong wrong forms of assumption. It's like what I don't that need Madonna you making song? any assumptions about me, huh? Do you remember that Madonna song? That Madonna song, "Hanky Panky," nothing yeah. like Banky. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Sorry, I'm, I'm, you're not going to get me off that now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is more about the the, the the ass and you and me type of thing with people who are trying to assume things that they have no business trying to even go into. But it just, you know, whatever. You know, you want to come at me, let's go the distance, and I, I guarantee you, you're going to lose. <laughs> so, anyway, that's just one of those things. Um had uh, something come up today, and it was just like, you know, someone had brought up one of the, the older pieces uh, that I'd written a while back. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't even, I don't even, you know, I didn't, even, I hadn't thought about it in a long time, so I didn't, did not even remember it. But it's a good, I like it because it's got some good stuff going on with it. So I decided I was going to read that, and then. A little uh, short uh, new piece, if if I have time. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, this uh, this one is called uh, "Disconnect Never Far." Tribal trust in the blood that goes with it, a lack of songs, the echoes of rhythms from which we cannot disconnect, the movements of a dance we see stained upon our memory, taken beyond meaning, stripped of recognition, and yet we cannot stop it is our blood it is what we will always know within the thunder of our hearts the raw crash of bodies hitting cannon grape shot and howitzer loads we wait to see ourselves stop falling like leaves it's hard to imagine standing still without falling 
without sorrow or seeing the dance of the gibbet, Mankato, Minnesota, 38 and 2, 38, a sacrifice and two drugs dragged back to the USA from Canada, taken for execution. Shock pay and holy medicine. Names, deeds of blood crusted with the squealing iron of a rusted rage to the splash of those who slipped from the river barge floorboards and the garlands of river's edge to embrace the cold from the cold of death of all they had known, exiled unto Crow Creek, landfall. Welcome, take your bowl of cottonwood soup, one we as red earth are born with, the holocaustal bloods of our ancestors upon us, the gestation of a food of absolutes, the anguish as alive as we are, and our cries reach their eyes as they Hear our sorrows of birth as we cry emerges from the womb. I am alive again. I am alive. God damn you all. Through the bone quiver we grow. We learn. We re-educate ourselves, taking in our hopes, pressing them as if genetic tattoos upon our DNA as the wind songs rise and we howl in the bone-breaking etiquette. As our sun, our eyes shine with our remembered death songs, obsidian, the black gashes of our flinted skins, of the unimagined anguish as we pour again for ourselves the liquor for our sleep, the sacredness of the black dream drink. And we gaze upon our dead stars as we do often enough. The passages of earth as seen upon the night highway. As we gathered, robed for listening to Raven and the songs of old crows. As we collect like rainwater and walk in dance, walking across the sacred stones. As we wake again upon the ghost road in peace. That was phenomenal, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Yeah, I read that in, in for for several reasons, but my, the, the the bigger part of it is because at this point of the or this time of the year, I don't really think in terms of holidays, and I don't really think in terms of you know the 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 tinsel and and the, and the lights or anything else. I have too many memories and uh, recollections of what has been done to to my people during these times of the year. And it's no, it's nothing, it's nothing like the the uh, myths that have been gathered around us. And so saying, this uh, this piece is called "Holiday Malaise." Begging letters brought to light, words of desperation, starvation, darkness shining bright. Shavik face. Broken broken lightning scrapes the sky again. It is almost time for another holiday. Christmas, Xmas, Thanksgiving, thanks taking, thanks for nothing. Prayers for spite, prayers for spice, lead framed holiness. Oh, yeah, pray with a bullet. Songs for the earth, songs of the for the ashes, 
songs for the dirt, songs for the red earthen peoples, nations that you forgot, and many of you have never known. Songs for the flames of iron ashes that dance above our graves. Truth flames at every step. Scattered as dirt across the land as we are. Wherever you stand, there is someone to be remembered. So many deaths had banquets of discovery. Lies, the disease of blood, betrayal, the scepters that left behind only scars without grace, the ragged red of violent memory. So many of us died as your sacrifice. Do not ask for quiet recollection with a smile. Wind, water, oil, leather, blood, bone, what you Slick speeches made from the skins of others, miseries, dogs hunt for the bones, wolves hunt when it is necessary, nothing for sport, killing for sport was an unimaginable act, an obscenity, an unearthed form Cruelty, sisters in shadows, lips, dusk, dark faces marked with hand paint. Silence is a rule for where a murder can take place, or so it doesn't look like one, or out of place. M-M-I-W, missing, murdered, indigenous women, drowned, bones, saturated airways, airwaves, water, foam, botratroka, drowned stones of speech, clicking in the darkness with the madness of a midnight moon, drowned in the full-throated roar of the rain, Miju. No bear we hands clasped in prayer, small notes of savory scent, brittle blind eyes clashing with rage that has never died, garland wreaths, pale minds paste white nodes of skin, kinkaska. Mindless lives that thrive upon the narrative of lies told upon a national scale. Myths, legends, the flames burn. It is almost time to amp up the energy of the coals used to make bright the atmosphere of a holiday doesn't matter which one, pick one. The blood spilled has been ours. The scent of incense, the scent of death, it's all the same. It is the path, the garnish on our red earth bones. We are the ghost road born. 
and we are very familiar with all the old deaths cased in your holidays. And peace. There was a line that you wrote in there. Soldier Blue, it says, um, mm-hmm. it said, where you stand, there is someone to remember. Was did I get that? What was uh, the? Where, where you where you stand, there is always someone to be remembered. To be remembered. I knew I'd butcher the line, but I absolutely loved mm-hmm. that line. I think I'd, I, <laughs> I think that in itself is catalyst for. I, I may steal that from you and write to that. Even if it's just a story or something, I, there's there to me that line speaks to me so much. It's a good one. It, it definitely is. It, it it can definitely be be a stand you know stand by itself. I mean yeah, the just sure. the whole the whole things inside of it. But see, remember, like when I'm talking to you guys about doing your uh, pick apart of prompt writing exercises. If you do something, it will become muscle memory, just like everything else. So I've been doing that for so long. That when I hear something, immediately ideas start rolling over and flashing in my head, right? And so you said that, and it's kind of like a, a slot machine starts turning until it finds something that goes click, 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 and then there's the idea. But that, there's, mm. there's so much being said inside just that one line, and all the lines that you that you write. I mean, you could just sit there and take a shotgun and blow one of your poems in the face and it's going to, every single <laughs> little scattered shell is going to hit a piece of gold nugget line, you know. That got dark really yeah. fast, didn't it? <laughs> well, I'll, I will, I'm, I have a couple in the, in the, in the booth that I'm going to finish up in a couple of, about a day or so. And they'll be a little bit different, uh, but I mean, it'll be, you know, variations of a theme as far as, you know, like, you know, what I usually do, but they will definitely not be, you know, coming from the same, uh, the same place, so to speak, in terms of, you know, starting, starting or ending. And I think you'll, uh, I think you'll uh, enjoy that too. But no, I will keep that in mind because there's, there, there are things that I could do, obviously with that kind of a line in, in, uh, yeah, you know, like I say, using that as a as a beginning beginning spot. Definitely that. That's a good one. So you just send me all of your poems, and I'll sit down and go through all of them and <laughs> separate all the lines. <laughs> you, and you'll just you be writing forever. Kind of, how many? Do you know how many lifetimes you would need to do that? <laughs> I know, and I can't stop till I'm done. See, there's there's what I'm looking for for my whole immortality thing. Hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got I've got sitting just in my room now. I've got like thirty five or forty different of the chapbooks, which are in which I have printed in, you know, my the works that I consider, you know, be to be put in front of a uh, an audience. And each one of those is anywhere at the very, at the least, it's like three and a half or four pages, and most often it's more like uh, uh, six or seven pages, and there's like forty poems like that in each one of those, and like I say, that's just that's just the ones that I've printed, you know, for for getting up in front of an audience. That's not even including, 
you know, how many notebooks they have. Good God. I mean, I, you know, uh, like the little bass uh, uh, notebook uh, things that you can, that you can basically put in like a, you know, like with me, I put it in my cargo uh, pants or like, you know, like for, with yourself, you could put it in one of those in the, in your purse or, you know, something that you carry with you. Mm-hmm. I got like 20 of those already full. <laughs> well, you're slacking off. Get busy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing? Gosh. <laughs> hey. So, yeah, yeah, I can. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I, I mean, if you if you really want to do it, just do it on a more uh, uh, modified uh, format. I can send you 10, and then you can do what you want with them. Pull lines out of there. Send me 10 of your okay. poems, and I'll write a whole new poem using lines in those yeah. poems. That would be fun. I'll do, I, I say I can do that. Okay. All right, babe. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that one. Okay. That works for um, me. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm always open. You know that. I never write anything that I consider to be in stone. You know, these are the <laughs> these are the things that as I see as I see them. But I'm always interested in what someone else can whatever someone else is when someone else sees, or how they can you know how they can put them in a variation in terms of their perception. It's all good. I don't mind. You know. You know, I do not, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing that I would ever take offense at because to me that's just silly, you know. I mean, change, change and, and movement is part of the creative process. Always it has is been. indeed. So see, I know you well enough and I'm comfortable enough with you that, you know, I can, I can do that. I can play, I can play with you. Right, well, you know, like I said, I mean, we, like I said, we, we, we got no problems there. Like I said, I can do that. You know, like I say, again, like I say, I, I, you know, like I say, I'll, I'll throw them at you and turn you loose. <laughs> See, you know what I'm saying? Do, do what you do, baby. <laughs> yeah, it won't hurt my feelings, I promise. <laughs> Too funny. All right, sweetheart, yeah. do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love, how they can find you. Sure. No worries. Uh, you can find me at uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then you can also uh, find uh, me at, on my podcast, uh, Red Earth One. And if you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little quicker. And also I have uh, under Soldier Blue Blue on Reverb Nation. And I've got some YouTube stuff, but I don't even know how to find that anymore, to be honest. I, I don't even, I haven't been messing with that for so long because they totally reworked and made it so difficult to, you know, to do like just a, use your, your, your webcam on your, uh, uh, your laptop or whatever to be able to, you know, to record. You know, it's, it's like now it's like a, like a 15 hoop process, you know, just to even try to do something. So it's like, man, you forget that noise. Anyway, I mean, they like say there, there's some of those out there too. Um, but uh, yeah, the primaries are, you know, where you'll find me is like with uh, Facebook and uh, with my podcast, trying to uh, make sure I keep it updated and keep some uh, some newer works on there. Cool. 
All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You are amazing. Thank you, Miss Nyla. And I'll be I'll be talking to you soon, and and uh, you tell me uh, where I need to uh, uh, send those or email those uh, those pieces to, and I'll like I say I'll ship them over to you. Okay, that works for me. I will do. I'll shoot you over a message when the show's over. Okay. Thank you. Do you want to know I something? I love you, my sister. I love you too, my brother. But I was thinking about something the other day. You and I have been friends way before the Speakeasy Cafe was ever even thought of. I I met you and was listening to you read and and all of that before this show has ever started. And I am so close to you and you are such a dear, dear person in my life, but I don't know your fucking first name. How can that be? You are still my soldier blue. I don't know your name. Yeah. Well, that is messed well, but you up. See, no, well, but see, but see, see, you're missing the point on that in terms of you know, especially with you know, with online or whatever. But, but more to the point, even than that, I have worked very hard at becoming who I am in terms of a native person. And that has been established through the name that I've been given by my people rather than a name that's on a piece of paper somewhere. And because, at least down south, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how they do it up north or in various other parts of anywhere. Um, I, you know, they, they are down here, you know, they want to say, well, what, what, what's your Christian name? Well, I'm not that. that that's not me. And I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to dignify that. You know, with 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 you know, trying to trying to you know endorse, you know that that form of, of religion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My, I, I, my name, I would only ever know you as Soldier Blue, so I'm good with it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not trying to be, you know I'm not trying to be devious or or mysterious or or anything like that. It's just a case of like I say. I mean, I, to me that's just a I just, case of witness people, protection. When people start guys, off with like I say with that. You know that that line, <laughs> but you know, like I say, when they start off with that line about, like I say, your Christian name, I'm already irritated. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I don't. That, that just that, makes that me not think about me. the quote quote Indian schools. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that. I don't like that. And, and right, I promise you, even even though I didn't have to go through that, I you know I did I did get some of that kind of uh, uh, harassment when I was in in public school, so. I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that too. Yeah, when, we, when we're talking, uh, you know, in, on, on the, the emails and things. Okay, or I'll just give you a call on the phone. I have your number. Yeah, well, we can we can do that too. Yeah, we can do All that right. too. Thank you, sweetheart. You right, did Ms. amazing. Nyla. Thank you. I love you, baby. Talk to you soon, hon. Love you too. All right. All right, guys. Our next caller. We got six one five. Three one and five six seven. Just go ahead and grab six one five. You are on the air, Clarence. Yes. Hello, doll. How can are you? Hear you? me. I can hear you very um, well. I'm wondering, is this an anniversary show? No, next week is the anniversary show. It was well, supposed I'll to be, be the- but. All right. Well, I'll be a step ahead. Hello to Nyla. Happy anniversary, I think, of these things. Thank you. 
I gave you a haiku. <laughs> Is that a haiku? It's so awesome. <laughs> Usually I'm so good about picking those up. Damn it. I thought you would have picked that one up real quick. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm slacking in my old age. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm older than you, so stop it. <laughs> okay. How you been? So what I've been I've been really good. You've been, it's been a while since you've been here. It's nice to hear from you. Yeah, I have to make sure bills are paid, debts are canceled, the ladies taken care it, of. That's basically how that goes. It's okay that you have a life. Just know when you're not here that you are missed, and when you're not here, there's always a place for you at the table, so you can just come back whenever you want. That's fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. Plus, I have somebody, like a nosy neighbor. I'm like, okay, if you want to listen, you can. (laughs) Write a poem about your nosy neighbor. Oh, my God, that's your writing prompt for the week. Okay. I will definitely Write a poem about writing about your nosy neighbor, knowing that they're listening to you. That would be hysterical. Yep, my nosy neighbor and the Karens that are around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they come out. Every time I come into the parking lot, they're out there with their ankle-biting dog. Oh, my gosh, you're a black man. What are you doing? Let me get my poodle on you. (laughs) I'm a black man? I thought I was Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you do? You just put a bunch of Tabasco sauce and, and cayenne pepper on your shoe, and the, them little bastards come over and ankle bite you. Yeah, nothing oh, like so getting a lawyer. When did I get so mean? When did I get so mean? I don't know what's going on with me. See, this is why you're you're my Lucy to my Charlie Brown. <laughs> you're making uh, a lot of money off of me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot to send out the bill or something, I think. I'm not sure here. (laughs) Like I said, pay my debts. I'll be good. (laughs) All right. All right. You can pay me in poetry. So get get after it. Okay. So my first piece is called I Was Prompted to Do This. There's something about the night in where I expose the shadow people in this government that can go to hell. As I see them tasting evil, I gave them a recurring nightmare. By having them all perched on a branch while they're merging with air, knowing true nature feeds the way of the nameless, but you realize the crazy thing is with the government after the lie, I see all of them dressed for sorrow with words to repeat serving a god of sin, peeking through the windows hidden behind the treasure of face. Yet, I'll ask to borrow yours, recognizing your madness did prepare directly out of animal silence, my drum patterns, while nobody knows the sound that originated out of things in the box you left as I caught you with hands in pocket. 
filled with random notes and love letters that say, happy anniversary to the Speakeasy Cafe and to the host that at least she annihilates. Poem. How many prompts did you have in there? Every line except for the last two. That's crazy. You know, you just got yourself entered into the drawing for doing that, right? What drawing? I'm just here. I know, right? You do what you're told mm-hmm. to do, and it pays off. This is me ripping paper to put your name in the in the drawing. Um, December, the month of December, we are having a contest for a drawing for the super amazing prize, and all you have to do is write a poem to a prompt I give out in the month of December, and it gets your name in the drawing. If you post it on my page, you get your name in once. If you post it or come on the show and read it, you get the, your name in there twice. Well, isn't that something? Oh, so you got your you got, <laughs> you got your that. name in there two times. Wow. <laughs> and they are Ooh. getting they're getting the the lucky folds and they're getting dropped in my little jar right here right now. Okay, we're good. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So, thank you. I loved your poem. Well, I wanted to do that just for you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Oh, you guys mean a lot. Just the whole love of this community is something pretty amazing, you know? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (sighs) Now, I have another one for you, if you don't mind. Yes, you can read another one. The haiku did not count. All right. Thank you. All right. This piece is called Another One Bites the Dust. I understand and realize that you developed an appetite for red clay, as evidenced by your dirty mouth, circumventing the orbit, which I find this interaction not fabulous, as it gums up this sticky situation and places you in a bubble I don't find effervescent. You attempt to present sales your way, through commercial endeavors only to discover no one digs your underground status. Nothing is growing or being fertilized from the seeds you've planted. You've drenched the stems of our relationship down to its roots. You got me proceeding to review how things fell apart, asking what do they do when things fall apart and do you want more? Let tonight's show as my thoughts go black while I stay on a quest for love. I've fallen out of this taxi, breaking my teeth from reading thank you notes. I tried to treat you like a queen during just another day of putting ladies first, promoting unity. Maybe calling you a female dog is a reason you tried to dance with me. Guess that's why I'm living single in Chicago. After you kept bringing down the house I told you to come into thinking that would be the equalizer. So we could mend fences more better to be brief while watching the Pelicans play Philadelphia before you experience the glory of training day elsewhere. Let's face it, if this thing between us is dead and buried, I've earned nothing as the cream ate through my coffee. You once was foxy 
to me wearing this brown fur eating bananas foster last Friday when you got fired on your day off. So please don't holler back. Are you still here? It's over. Go home. This is my day off as I have no time for losers singing this rhapsody in the Bahamas, admitting another one bites the dust, flicking ashes from the cigar, celebrating this championship away from you, fat bottom girl. Damn, mama. Why'd you kill this man? That's that piece. So how many song titles and lyrics were in there? You got song titles, you got movies, you got... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got commercials. I was trying to keep trying to keep track, and that just didn't happen. It's like a whole oh, what's the word? A whole. I don't know. I'm a writer, and I can't think of the word. I should be fired. So I gave you the roots. I gave you Jimmy Fallon. I gave you Queen Latifah. I gave you Denzel Washington. I gave you Pam Greer. I gave you Ice Cube. I gave you Gwen Stefani, Ferris Bueller, and Queen. <laughs> and also the Orbit commercial. You know, that's when you know if someone's paying attention, when you can drop little Easter eggs like that inside a palm and see if people pick up on them. <laughs> that's fun. Thank you. All right, Clarence. Tell everyone how they can give you all the loves in the world, how they find you. Other than finding me in Nashville on the road driving here and there like I'm Willie Nelson, you can find me on Facebook backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. or in my group, the letter C, the word double, like double mint gum, 34, the number, music and friends, or on SoundCloud backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Now, every time you smile, I'm going to think about like that Trident commercial where their teeth goes ping and glitters. <laughs> well, I wanted you to think about um, <laughs> them cussing, you snooty Miss Snooter. <laughs> <laughs> you come quiet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, too funny. All right, baby cakes. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. Thank you very much. I'll try to make it next week or the week after, depending on how much money I make. Perfect. And please drive carefully. I know you're with me in my pocket. Yes, I am. Hanging out. Yes. When you're not here. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Clarence. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 631. 631, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Laya, this is spicy. It's spicy. I knew that. You're so silly. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I, uh, couldn't find I didn't I didn't have your number. I didn't remember your number. But that's because you haven't called in in quite a while. No, I called last week. Last week. Remember? I do remember, but it's been a while before that. It's that you it's been probably over a year since you've called in. Yes, ma'am. 
Oh, I'm tickled. I'm tickled to hear from you. I'm trying to be a little better. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't wait to see what you brought for us, my darling. Okay. This piece is called The Big C. <clears throat> Written by your own fingers and sponsored by others. Others and still un- un- unbreakable. Now you are so threatened by me that your heart has turned and also is of you. You spoke in regards to the masses. I, I took a long, hard look at what was being said. Or I saw was myself as a little girl. Who to to be like you? But every time I look at, at, at myself, I notice the hint of my skin tone. Oh wow! You acknowledge me as being ugly, but if I'm so ugly. Why does your hair skin want to look like mine? Year after year, you lay in healing, healing bed. Healing bed. That give you peace. Oh, you don't know what it is. There's something that you seem to think about. You saw under a lot, a light bulb, and that doesn't call you, but you want me to have. Empty or empty, and you cause it. I have seen battles that you are engulfed in with the most disdain for your yeah, to riddle you. Here I come back to. Rid of you of my hatred for you, Paul. And peace. You know, Spicy, I love the part in there where you were talking about um, stopping and taking a hard look at yourself, you know, and talking about how. You know, you just wanting to be like somebody and then 
you know, realizing that you're not. You were talking about the color of your skin. Um, it made me think about a friend of mine that I had in high school. He was the only mm-hmm. black kid in our in our school, and it was like in the sixth grade, someone moved. We got a new, like, a student in sixth grade that really started picking on Robert. And we were sitting there talking one day, and he goes, and, and it was true. I mean, it was the same way. You know, we didn't even think about that. But he sat there, and he goes, I never felt different until now. You know, we were just kids. We were just kids, and we all loved each other and had fun until someone walked in and said something that 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 put that wedge there that separated. It's horrible. That part that part of the poem really really struck with me hard because it brought that emotional image for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. That piece is about cancer. About Santa. <laughs> No, cancer. Oh, I thought you said Stanton. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't get that in there at all. <laughs> about cancer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's how white people look at people that have, who, are, who look at us as being different. And all this don't want us, but the men's street and the summer come. They're under the sun, mm-hmm. out on the beach. And it's not fair. So, <clears throat> so when things are that short, asking to them, it's like, Run through the comments on my skin tone, never being out under the sun. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it's an oxymoron, in other words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The spicy, you did awesome. You need to tell everyone how to find you, my love. Okay. I'm on Facebook. Under Jimmy Lynch. Chat room. Awesome. Okay. Very good. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you, and I'm so glad you've been here. It's like it's like my my special surprise holiday gift. You're all wrapped up (laughs) in a bow, showing up in December for me. Love you, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, our next caller comes from area code five six seven five six seven. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Pineapple Sixteen. <laughs> pineapple Sixteen. Hello, Pineapple Sixteen. How are you? All right. It's been a really long time. Um, you mentioned uh, the previous person was uh, uh, about a year since they called in. Uh, it's been about 11 years since I called in. I, um, I don't remember. I know it was October of 10, the first time that I was on here, but then um, I did it 
over that winter. So it's it's been a really long time. I know that's crazy, but see, so I was speakeasy's kind of like a family. You know, you can go out, you can wander around, you can have a life. It's always into becoming home eventually. Yeah, and and since then, uh, I've traveled the world a little bit more. I met my wife while I was on vacation, so I've gotten married since the last time I was on here. Uh, I had a book published since I was on here before, and um, so all kinds of things are happening. And I was talking to my wife last night about how I missed going to open mics because the Toledo area – doesn't have the open mic scene like it used to. And then I mentioned to her about this radio show. And so here I am tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so glad. And it is important. It's important to be able to, you know, COVID really hurt a lot of open mics and that type of thing because they just didn't, didn't have the, you couldn't gather together. When you can't gather together, it's too easy to slip apart. You know, so that fellowship, that that sharing, that, you know, spending time with people you know get it, that get it, you know, all that's important. So I'm glad that you found your way back here because I think that you needed it just as badly as we need you. Yeah, yeah, I, I miss it, and I, I've I've been enjoying the various other poets who have been speaking tonight and um it's it's really cool and I like I like the collaboration idea that you've mentioned a couple times with um like the one guy um uh soldier something um soldier blue mhm yeah soldier blue and and I think it was funny when you said you don't know his his first name because that has happened to me because some people just know me as pineapple 16 and when Facebook made me change my name on there, some of my friends were like, hey, who, who's this guy? You know, and then they clicked who on it. Like, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's Pineapple. There's so, from the MySpace days, there's still people that I'm finding out all these years later, oh, that was you? Or someone will say, you know, something <laughs> yeah. happened to this person. It's like, I don't know that person. Yes, you do. That's Fred Locksmith. And it's like, What? I didn't know that. Yeah. So craziness. So uh, what do you got to share, hon? Well, uh, here's what I'm wondering. Uh, can we still do two? Yes. Okay, I didn't know how the timing was. Okay, so I'm going to do this one. It's only slightly over a minute, and then I'll do another one slightly longer. So this first one is called Ice Cream Dream. I had a dream about ice cream. I woke up smiling, thinking about it. In my dream, I was at work. Things were hectic. I was going berserk. Then I drove past an ice cream shop. I needed a break, so I decided to stop. I parked the truck and went inside. I looked at the choices with eyes open wide. I got a triple scoop on a cone. It tasted so awesome, I began to moan. It was rich and velvety and soft and thick. It didn't seem cold, like it would melt very quick. It tasted so good, I thought the price would be big. So I reached into my pocket and started to dig. I started pulling out money, and I asked how much. The girl looked at me, and with a gentle touch, said it's only a dollar. That's the price. I was in shock. 
It seemed too nice. Then I woke up with no ice cream, but then I smiled, remembering my dream. And that's the end of that one. And um, why? Why am one, I hearing the night before Christmas in my head while you read that? <laughs> well, it it it's it's got that rhythm. It, it's it absolutely it's has up. that rhythm. And that poem is 100% a true story. I woke up from that dream and immediately wrote it down, and it worked out very well that it rhymed because all I did was describe exactly what happened in the dream. And I love that, uh, and that's a perfect example of why people should always have a, a dream journal next to their bed, always. Yeah, yeah, and... Several years went by, and I finally talked to the right owner of an ice cream shop who let me make a video of my poem at his establishment. See, that and just got I, you so many freaking cool points. <laughs> well, I, I, just, I had to change one word in the poem for the video because um, I told the owner about I, I recited the poem to him about the triple scoop and he said well you know we don't have scoops uh, and um, so I changed it to triple swirl and so he made well one of the employees there made me a swirl cone with three different sets of swirled ice cream on this giant cone. And so that's what's in the video. And um, so it's on YouTube. And so it was fun making a video and editing it. And so that was pretty cool. But um, this other one, uh, I I may have read it before um, when I was on here 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, but uh, it has had a few lines added to it since then because of places I was on vacation and um, I wanted to add those couple other scenarios to the piece. But it mm-hmm. is called Spaghetti Love. <laughs> I put some water okay, in the sorry. Pan. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's uh when I've done this at the various open mics around Toledo and other places, um I've done this one repeatedly and um it's it's a very popular piece that I've written. And so here it is. I put some water in a pan, turn the burner on high. I peel and chop some onions and they make me cry. I slice a lot of garlic and add some meat. I fry it all up on medium heat. The water starts to boil. Now I think it's ready. So I open up a box and throw in spaghetti. I get all excited as time goes by. You may be wondering, so I'll tell you why. I love spaghetti so much. It's good to eat, and it's fun to touch. It looks kind of crazy. It's out of control. Get a big plate or an empty bowl. Fill it up and throw on the sauce. Pasta's in command because it's the boss. I love it with basil or tarragon. 
I eat a whole bunch before a marathon. I eat three plates, now I'm ready for more. Carbolomy, baby, I'm going to have four. Sometimes I had curry or celery seed. Got to have red pepper, yes, indeed. I eat spaghetti four days a week. The reason is simple. It's pleasure I seek because I love spaghetti so much. It's good to eat and it's fun to touch. It looks kind of crazy, feeling kind of lazy, hanging on my fork. It's good with milk. It's good with wine. So open up the cork. I love it in a restaurant or somebody's home. It doesn't matter when or where I roam. I love it in Scotland, Germany, or France. I'll try it anywhere. I'll take a chance. I will try it anywhere without fail. I will eat it on my trek of the Inca Trail. I will eat it somewhere far away or somewhere close. I will cook it when I visit Galapagos. I love it in Italy, covered with clams. I love it in pounds or kilograms. Chop a red tomato and add some spice. It tastes really fresh. It's so, so nice. Or cover it with sauce from a jar or can. I'll eat it driving down the road in a car or van. Just give me my spaghetti, and I'm a happy man. I love spaghetti forever. It's really keen. Ciao for now from Pineapple 16. Oh, woo. I can see why that would get people going. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you know what I I heard in my head? Did you see that? What was it? The the American Idol type thing where that guy came on and sang that song, I Want More Parmesan? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, you need to Google that. that Write write that down. I Want More Parmesan. Because when you were reading that, all I could picture was you and this guy doing a collaboration together and turning that into a song. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Google, I want more Parmesan, and it says a sketch of this guy auditioning for American Idol. Oh, okay, cool. And you'll you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, um, when I've done it at the various open mic venues – um, it's especially awesome if they actually have a microphone because some of them are smaller and coffee shops or wherever, and there's not even a microphone. But yeah. when there is one, it's great at the beginning when I I put my mouth very close to the mic and I'm very quiet and soft. And then when it gets to the part where I yell, I love spaghetti so much. I pull the microphone away from my face and I yell as loud as I can those words. And that really gets people's attention because the microphone, I mean, I would just make people deaf. So I just get the mic away from me and I, I'm very good at projecting my voice. And so it's, it's been very interesting. Probably my favorite place that I've ever done it was in Minneapolis when it was during another vacation. I was traveling back from the West Coast, and I stopped in Minneapolis, and I happened to be there on a Tuesday night, and I just uh, Google searched open mic Minneapolis Tuesday and found this place. I think it was called Blue Nile, and um, I went there, and I performed that, and the crowd, it was like, uh, 50 to 60 people. It was. They had a nice stage set up, a uh, very cool venue, and um, the crowd just loved it, loved it, loved it. 
I can I can bet so. You know, you should, uh, if there's not an open mic going on in your area now, just get a hold of a coffee, sh- coffee shop and start one. You know, start it out with just, you know, people hanging out and getting together and reading until you get enough people coming in each week. Do your open mic. You know, make your own. Don't don't wait for one. You should be out there doing that. Well, but until then, yeah, you're, and you're, even you're after right. then, you you're, have to come back here and read all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Pineapple, who's been gone for 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, and I loved when I tuned in today and you said, um, well, it was mentioned a couple times about the anniversary, uh, 16 years. I'm like, oh, awesome, 16. And now you got pineapple 16 on the mic. <laughs> and, it's and, the, it's, it's and an for, omen. It's a sign. Yeah, yeah. And today's the eighth, half of 16, so it works out nicely. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that finds those patterns and things. All right, my darling, little vagabond running out yeah, and running and around so the world I, I should, person. Yeah, and I should mention mention now, just in case people want to look me up, um, since it's been 11 years since I was on here, um, Pineapple 16, the 16 is usually spelled XVI. I use the, the Roman numeral 16. The only time it's spelled S-I-X-T-E-E-N is on IMDb because I was um, in a couple movies as an extra. And and so there's some things on IMDb where I'm listed on there as Pineapple 16. But otherwise, on YouTube and Spotify, iTunes Music Store, because I have some of my poems on the iTunes Music Store now. Um, Spaghetti Love is on there. Ice Cream Dream is on there. And there's some other poems and some songs that I've written. I use GarageBand and add some music and all that stuff. My wife and I actually co-wrote a song together, and we are still in the process of putting that together. Most of it's in Spanish, and um, and it's going to be like a dance kind of song, but... um, so Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, that's the big places to find Pineapple 16. Perfect. And here next week. Yes, I hope so. And um, I wrote down the prompt, so I will work on making a poem out of that. Yep. Remember, if you come back, if you post it on my page or you come back and read it on the show, it gets your name entered in the drawing. Any poem you read on the show... That is from a prompt I give out in December. Gets you actually two entries into the prize drawing, and my prizes are. And amazing. so, I w- yeah. And I wanted to make sure I understand. Um, you of the fourteen or the fifteen with the bonus of those different prompts, you can use any of them or all of them. That's the way it works. Once they leave in my my mouth, whatever you do with them is up to you. Okay, if they inspire okay. you to stand on your head and paint graffiti on the bus station wall, then that's what it's meant to do. <laughs> but you can <laughs> technically, it's like, it has to turn into a poem, but it can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in the poem, or just the general concept of the poem, you know, whatever it inspires. Okay, okay very cool, very cool. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome, my dear. I'm really glad you called back in. It was way too long. 
It was almost so long yeah, I almost yeah. forgot you. I did forget your number. Well, actually, there's there's a reason for that. Um, I wonder if you would have recognized my old number 11 years later because earlier this year, um, my phone number that I had for 28 years somehow got hacked or something potentially by someone in the Middle East based on the limited information I was able to acquire. And so AT&T somehow lost track of my phone number and had to give me a new phone number. That's crazy. It is crazy. (laughs) Facebook page one more time. Uh, Pineapple 16. And it's and it's XVI. It's pineapple XVI. So it's Roman sixteen with the pineapple in front of that. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. I'll watch for you, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. See you later. You're welcome, hon. Thank you. All right. Our next three callers, we got seven three two, five seven three, and three oh two. Let's go ahead and grab 732, 732, you're on the air. Oh, you can hear me? I can. Hello, Gregory. Your iPhones are – oh, that's – oh, hello, Thursday, Nyla. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing, Gregory Schwartz? Well, we look forward to the four kind of – 445. And then you talk for like 12 minutes, and then it's nighttime. So that's our new thing for the winter. We all we all call <laughs> each other and talk into the night, and talk into the darkness. But it's not darkness because it's nightfall. And <laughs> that's our that's our new thing. Everybody, you know, support all that. Are you saying I talk too much? Pardon me. Are you saying I talk too much? No, it's yourself. You don't talk. That'd be pretty funny. You should, like, minimalize <laughs> your talk and just let everything fall into, like, dead air. And, like, nobody, you know, gets the, – they're all following your hooks, and everybody would just go, but I just read my poem. And you'd be like, any old how. Oh, are you at Peace House, <laughs> Oregon? What, what do you have out there? Seattle. We, we have – Rain. Okay. Do you have winter out there? Yeah. No, we have rainy. We're rainforest, so we have a rainy season. It's our monsoon season oh. right now. But it doesn't get cold. It it gets cold, and it'll get freezing, and sometimes we'll have really big ice storms, but not a winter with snow and stuff like most people know it. Here, oh, here, so green awesome. is the color of winter. Right. Oh, that, yeah, green right. Green is the white. Sure. Yeah, and all that stuff sounds like that. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, um, yeah, it was cold a couple weeks ago. We get some rain. It's it's pretty. Sometimes the rain's fairly aggressive. You know, sometimes it's like some Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. That's all. I don't really have anything that's 
I really don't have anything. I just called to listen and say hello. Wanted to hear some stories. Or we're in mid-process, you know, holiday stuff. And we'll do a Saturday. I have a, I have a set going on. But then going out's kind of wacky because a lot of people are, you know, sneezing and COVID and getting the flus and stuff. So we're we're well aware of that, burning a lot of stage. And then once everybody clears out, we'll January, February. So we're just stockpiling. No, for when we go to record, which will will be very precise. And so we get some music, send it back and forth, re-edit it. You know, this we like. So we're just putting stuff aside, waiting for everybody to clear out of the holidays. And by then, you know, everybody will have their their 2023 things ready. And, you know, because it's pretty excellent. Let's get some real players going on. Anyhow, do you have any of those? Did you have prompts today? We did have prompts today. Do you want me to email them to you or message them to you? No, say one or two or over the phone and let me let me get my gears going. Okay. They are dun 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 dun, dun. opening up the window. The prompts. I'm gonna run through all of them real fast. Okay. Perfect midnight. Painted season. Okay, that'll do. Hang on. I got one. Okay. This is midnight, but no vows were to be said. It was heartbeat to heartbeat, but not another experience in bed. I could read, I could read the, I could read her inner thoughts that were luminescent in her eyes, and we knew through the tears there would be no lies. So what could one do but grasp hand in hand? And cultivate the light of the afterland. Thanks. You know, that just earned you two entries into our drawing because you wrote a poem using one of our prompts. <laughs> that easy, folks. Oh, yeah. And then I was going through everything. Like, no, no. Well, you know, they call in all the time. And it's like, well, so... This is for, you know, the upcoming stuff that nobody's heard. And plus, yeah, I just wanted to listen. Stretch out. Anyhow, thanks. What did I win? Awesome. All right, sweetheart. You haven't wanted, won yet, uh, but you're in the drawing. Your name oh, got put in no, the drawing. Oh, I don't need any of that. I'll just take a nice cup of rain. I'll take some of that cool <laughs> rain you guys got going on there. Okay, I'll send you I'll a bottle of it, Gregory. No, those guys started this. They call it the Renaissance. They're doing like four things a week. They're all these different places. They cultivated this whole thing going on down here. It's really neat. Then all kinds of people, real cathartic stuff, kind of neat thing. So there's all awesome. all that going on. Except, you know, on the holidays, people are taking a break. But, yeah, whatever they're called, the New Jersey Poetry Renaissance. It's gonna if you get the same kind of TV thing. Anyhow, so that's you know, and it's an active area. It is Asbury Park, even though it's you know wacky weird. We got the festival coming up in freaking May. 
So in January, the band start auditioning. So I get to be the poet. That's pretty cool. So That's very getting, cool. Some of the musicians are getting quite wonderful because I guess that stuff's been going on for a while. So they call it like mm-hmm. power pop, emo non stuff. You know, generational, like, you've heard it all, but I can't really name three May Day Parade songs off the top of my head. Great, great. It's just not my... Tell everyone you love me. Yeah, I got 46 minutes left and a bunch of callers still. Otherwise, oh, I would just hang out and chat with you because I miss you. I know. That's why I was wanted to call in and say hello. Oh, okay, yeah. everybody, go tune in to the Bamboozle Festival or whatever the, all that stuff is. But stay off of Twitter. It's a freaking cesspool. Been on that site fucked up. <laughs> Dude, Twitter is so rude. It's just the best thing. You want to talk to Hitler, go on Twitter. Okay, I'm sorry to take up your time. I just wanted to call in and say hello. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. That's all. All right, great, great. Good to hear from you, sweetheart. Our 16-year anniversary is next week. Of course. I'm sorry? Yes. That's all. Just. Just be at peace. Thanks. I am. Thank you, oh, baby. We'll talk yeah, to you next cool. week. You have, you, yeah, I'll put you on hold. Okay. Cool. I want to hear stories. All right. Our next caller. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you back down to reading just one poem. We still have one, two, three, four, five, six callers. We got 44 minutes left. I mean, we should be okay. Um, but don't do really super long ones. So you can still read two poems, but just normal length poems. And I'm going to try, try to keep my, my comments to the minimum here. All right, 573, it is your turn. 573, are you with me? I am with you, Nyla. Good evening. All right, hey, sweetie, how are you? Hey, Nathan, I, saw some, I saw some pictures of you today posted some new pictures of you doing something. What was it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was showing off my art that I'm selling and selling some art. And That's what it was. On, That's what... Yeah, I'm working on the American Icon series and the Sinister Seven, and I got a lot of stuff going on. And then I'm doing um, tile art, and I got a lot of things going on. But I've been sick for like a week, so I'm nursing myself. And you've been on the phone a long time, and I've got two pieces I want to read. One is short, one is medium. And um, next week is our anniversary. That's great. Congratulations. You know, I ha- and I thought about it. I know the perfect piece I'm going to pick next week. But the first time I ever read it to you, I dropped the ball horribly, and now I have it down pat. It's the new. So get ready for that. But right now, we're talking all these pops and shit, so. I did a prompt some time ago, and the prompt was, it's a love that burns. This is a poem so entitled. She was passionate. Her passion truly unrivaled. Such hearts are gifted occurrences, fueled by petrol and a match. So what becomes of two hurricanes that meet on dry land? Ride the tornadoes spawn up from the oracles of lust. Spawn I was brash in my handling of her delicacies, toward emotions fueled by Satan's elixir, lost direction, and raging occurrences of lost moments where end elates, never go to dust curtain under relentless strife, toxin. You enrapture my sensibility and better not urge a flight, entwined in 
the intrusions of one's own personal space. Boundaries are like unicorns. They dance on crowded air, constricted by uninhibited endeavors to go further love, tragic pleasures. Is it futile, this seismic gyrations of truth's naked core? Words fail us in the lighted moments of times one arrives. Departing on raggedy long on such volatile Korean shores. He drifts sleepy portals upon the heavens, seeking broken stars. Long voyage. Though you're with me, in every single fucking moment, breathe. Sadistic pleasures put you in the submissive, but things change. Lopsided derailments in these derelict commuter trains, minus a boarding ticket that would fill a gateway home. Time resounds. As years pass, like hours in some fucking retarded sitcom, hoping we'll be picked up for another season, here, we reach the love that burns, and it's driving me fucking insane. Tell me, devotion's rampant and carnal. Swear, no change. Evaporate breathing and peace. Wow. <laughs> Intense. Incredible, as always. Yeah, you know, I was gritty and edgy the other night, and you know, I kind of like that. So, I'm going to give you a really edgy. gritty, edgy one. Gritty and edgy. So, this is called Reap the Sound. Like seeping water, weeping on every moment. My eyes penetrate the tangled mess. She's gone. Right, are fellow angels permitted safe passage in their wake? Disappearing like a late season mannequin defaced. Cynically now, these notions twist sunsets into abyss. Did you ever find your reason, precious? Look me in. No dream for told love so deep, despite your callousin. I hid and shook at sink counter, vomiting for weeks. Not a scent or picture sits, cracks on the writing walls. Still, the episode haunts me. You, the neighbor, lust, alone, scrubbing the soiled stains of your memory. I can't stop, but I didn't start inertia and demise. So I persuade they'll throw accurate disinfecting tides. Solutions ingested under smoky lights, corner bar, trashing the drunkards you with militant brutality. This burning the stain of footed mouth rhetoric slurred, besieges the punch, drunk clarity of goggled eyes. Agitating my social repugnance like like fucking tapping at night. Slacked fingers invading portals that claim territorial explosions, the bolts keeping insanity contained. Darting feverishly mad through crowded streets, fights! Seeking, seeking buffoons, constituting violence inside, jumping off point for evil to consume city blood, even tide. And achieving my own personal hell, still deviant inside an amicable asylum of lunatic brain quells, firing just shy, to relinquish vanity, found investigations, signs, lost amongst ill-tongued prophets and bureaucratic swine, and ships the impoverished and acidic rain breathing raw sewage rampant over population and decline. 
Yes, I am nothing, a monster, viable enough to be alive. How the despised in me reflects in every passerby. These plastic jet-set faces and pixelated waistlines knotted and bowed like some killing fucking nightmare breathing. These parasitic dumbfounded canvases looking at steel gray. Six millimeters of sepulcher calling tepid firing line. This land of ambient mercy dying, walking cloaked this reaper eye, that of isolation when the blood moon rage, death cries. Vision flow, tantalizing my commercialized mind, 200 virgins to bring seductive virtual escapades. I download my libido invigorator to spunk my youthful eroticism. And there's a little point where bravado left in my delusional point of view. These questions hammering are shot from the hip side. Pleasure ends in destruction. Repetitive. Trilling out of my live dancing and lost incantation of derelicts is overpowering stagnities, deception, remiss. My pockets, my belly. Our empty chambers, hollow point shells. Shame is on you, precious. Becoming me, the stain won't lift 65 bottles and counting my liver palpitates sickly. <laughs> Monkey am I, shining banana stupidity in your starlit insanity, plaguing the world in your psychopath shoe, vomiting lower bodies. I've crawled amongst the deepest bowels. Life's most feculent shit, and honestly, honey, Rancid is your essence in the Red Reaper sense. You created the end of love. Time to come to grips. Fucker breathing. That in poem? Lavender breathing. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, I'm going to roll tonight. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just finding myself and what 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 seats and how how to deliver, and um, you know, like I said, you you have to deliver in the vein you wrote it. And you can't do that from a fucking point of view. The next year, so, I'm gonna surprise the shit out of you. You're gonna love it. Okay, I got great gifts for you next week. I'm excited. I you always do something fun. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. So this is Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L. Google that shit from everywhere, nowhere, lost in between. Good night, darling. Very cool. Good night, sweetheart. All right. Our next caller comes from... I'm having some issues with the board. Can you tell? Our next caller comes from area code 3. Is this divine? 302? 302. 302, you're on the air. Maybe 302 is not on the air. 302, are you with me? I'm going to go ahead and put 302 back on hold. I'm pretty sure that's divine. And let's grab 506. 506, you're on the air. 
Hi, Nyla. It's Lady A. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Not too bad. How about you? It's been a while. I know it has been. Is everything going okay? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's a journey. <laughs> been a bit of a it's been a rough year, but um, I'm uh, trying to I'm learning how to let go and go on with my life. And um, you know, I'm writing, I'm I'm painting and sketching and all kinds of stuff. So it keeps my it keeps my uh, it's cathartic. Let's just put it that way. That's important. Yeah. To, I to was, just run around. I, I sent a message to Soldier Blue. I don't know if he if he'll see it or not. I hope he does because um, there's so much that I just love his, his his poetry, and I told him so. And hopefully he'll uh, get in touch with me, and and um, we could have a few talks. I think, and there's some poetry that I've written. I think that he would appreciate and it's a very uh moving uh, topic with first nations people and i i don't think that people in general in this in north america in particular canada i'm from canada and, and the u.s i don't think they realize uh the persecution that first nations have gone through and still continue to go through um i don't know if you're aware but um a few years ago um, not too long ago, they found the bodies of 215 uh, children buried on the grounds of one of those residential schools out west in British Columbia. And uh, it's uh, a disgrace, really. And um, I, I, I'd like to read a poem. It's not by me. I don't know what the rules are with uh, how you do that, but... Um, uh, I, I would like to read it or maybe send it to him. Perhaps that would be the better thing to do. But in any case, it's um, something that I think we have to be very aware of what happened in those schools. And, um, and it, you know, as far as not so long ago as the 1960s. So it's, it's really sad. And he, he brings their plight forward in a way that's so moving to me. And... Um, Anyway, I appreciate his work very much. I do as well. And that's going to make him feel good. I mean, we always wonder, we come out here and we do this stuff, but we wonder if anyone's really listening, if someone's inspired, if, you know, anyone hears us. It's nice to know that they do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, I'm sure there's many more than just myself that hear what he has to say, and and, uh, and it's so true, Um, and... Um, in that spirit world, too, you know, uh, I've, I've been told um, that I have, if you believe in, in, in it, I have my my spirit guide is uh, is a First Nations um, spirit, and um, I have a, a huge affinity with First Nations. Uh, my three of my grandchildren have First Nations blood in them, and um, it's just been a, a very um, important part of me trying to uh, let people know, you know. Mm-hmm. But in any case, um, I may I may read that other little poem after I read this one. Um, so Christmas is a very hard time of year for everybody. 
whatever your background is. And so I, I, I wrote this poem um, uh, just in the last couple of days, and it's it was um, for a contest that uh, they wanted to have you write about holiday blues. And so I wrote this piece, and it's based on a true story, and it's called Snowfalls. If I may go ahead. Please, yes. Okay. Snowfalls. Nearly one year disappeared when you left me in tears. It said all the firsts are the hardest to accept in Christmas in the graveyard. Tiny tree with ornaments laid against your cold headstone. Blanket on the snow throne. Snowflakes danced around me as tears flowed to the ground and children played across the street oblivious to my grief. I wept and wailed to no avail. He's not coming back. I pleaded and I begged and lose on the attack. Melancholy babies singing songs of Christmas thinking just maybe from this nightmare I'll awake my world shattered as it quaked. Reality so rude forced itself upon my mood, and the snow remained falling, and children continued calling, grief still bawling. Crystal white covers the graves of those long gone, empty bodies in their coffins, vessels where their spirits lived. Now, to the outer, uh, other side crossing, I sing the blues for every hue. Each Christmas, I live without you. End poem. Wow, that's rough. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's, you know, especially the part about, you know, you're sitting there and your whole world is just shattered and devastated and, you know, you're just trying to breathe through the pieces and figure out, you know, how you're going to find the energy to take that next breath. And across the street, the kids are laughing and playing, you know, kickball and riding bikes and, you know, playing basketball. The whole world's going on around you. You know, and yeah. you just don't understand why it doesn't stop, and you just want to scream at it. You know, oh, stop. Oh, you said it perfectly. Yes, absolutely perfectly. Yes, because that's what it what it felt like. You just want to do exactly that. Shout out, why don't you know that my world is gone? You know, and um, why aren't you so, here grieving with me? Why aren't you crying? Why? Why? No, yeah. no, it's not okay. Yeah. Um, I, I know you've got a list, so I won't uh, keep you long. I, I, I don't know what the rules are reading someone else's poem without written permission, so I perhaps better not do that. But um, um, maybe I'll send it to you just so you can read it, because the first time I wrote, read it, I cried. So I'll, on a happier note, I'm going to read my second one. It's called Winter, the Sea, and Me. Winds howl, whitecaps crash upon the rocks, over sand dunes and docks. Osprey hunt the Northumberland Strait. Keen eyes catch without bait. Sea salt scents the air above my feet planted firmly at the beach I love. Poseidon rages, sun shines upon my face. He's granted me today's grace. Grounded by sea and sand, this is home. She beckons me. Wind nips my nose till red and whispers secrets in my head. Winter weather speaks to me, spirit to spirit sets me free. Windows give view to my ain true love, the sea, conjoined with me. I am inert to ocean's power, waves break, beguile each hour. 
and Saturday, winter walk upon the beach rejuvenates and gives me peace. Sea air, clean and crisp, cold winds blowing, it's worth the risks of frostbite to fingers and toes. The sea, the sea, my heart unfolds. End poem. I love that. The whole thing, I mean, it was just... being lost in that that swirl of green and blue the mm. whole feel to it was lyrical thank you awesome. so much thank very you very well. much i'm very fortunate all right my I love window every ahead, and see the ocean every second if i wanted to and two seconds of a walk down i'm on the beach so it's lovely i'm i'm jealous <laughs> I'm, je- I'm jealous of the storms. I like I like being in the storms at the ocean. Oh man, we had a hurricane. We had a hurricane up here. It was brutal. A lot of people, a lot of I cars just fell into the, into the the ocean, and that's really bad. Yeah, we're recovering now, though. Congratulations on your mm-hmm. 16th anniversary for next week. Thank you, honey. You want to tell everyone how they can find you? Oh, I'm just on All Poetry as Lady A, allpoetry.com, and my pen name is Lady A, and I'm on Facebook as uh, Andrea Wheaton. Good to hear your voice. Perfect. It's good to hear you, honey. I miss you. I miss you when you've been gone. So, yeah, I know that life gets busy, but when you get a chance, stop on by because you are missed. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, too, a whole lot. Take good care. You too. You too. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay, let's go ahead and check back up here with area code 302. 302, are you with me? Are you muted? Is your phone muted? No. Let's see. 302. 302, can you hear me? Hello, Nyla. Hi. How are you? This is Paul. How are you doing? I, I came to get you earlier. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm at work, so I was, I'm half listening oh. and then running around, and we got just had a big rush. So we slowed down. Uh-oh. Oh, time. <laughs> now I'm getting ready to run out we'll to my car. We'll spit something quick. Say again? So then spit something quick before they put you back to work. Oh, no. I'm leaving the building. I'm going out to my car. <laughs> Oh, good. It's slow now. Job, you can just oh. wait. I'll be back in a minute. I'm here. Speakeasy is more important. <laughs> I'm ready. I love it. Okay. Well, here we go. The first one I was going to do is called Another. Whenever you're ready. Oh, please. Another heartbroken. Another heart-wrenching moment when a parent has to prematurely bury a child. Another home forever to carry grief and a portion of sadness. One more child has to find a way to survive because of senseless violence. Another parent is no longer alive. Another knife in the back of civility. Another lesson that shall now never be told. Another moment when wisdom cannot be shared. 
I would have never thought I would live to see the day when just to walk to your mailbox would be a walk that actually made you scared. It seems that all the evil that has tainted God's perfect creation has now been exposed and laid bare. You would think the oceans upon oceans of tears that have been shared would stem this tide of human hatred of humanity. But it seems that no one anymore actually cares. Rivers of blood won't wash away our sin. The only blood able to do that has already been shed. And yet, violence still claims God's gift of life nonchalantly, matter-of-factly. And at any given moment, any one of us could be dead. The bright side to this, if there be any, is that You know where you shall rest for your eternal life if you have accepted the bloodshed of Jesus the Christ. Another example of God's love is that there can be found a source of comfort in the midst of all of this. I'm becoming fearful that we are going going too far with our lust of sin. I wonder if we haven't reached the point that we are viewed as another Sodom and Gomorrah, if we have reached the low where we are reprobates, and into the pearly gates of heaven, we shall not be invited in. It completely escapes comprehension on how life has become so cheap. I can almost envision Jesus once again sobbing tears of blood, collapsed in a remorseful, quivering heap. I pray for the world and pray that you do as well. I pray that this growth of soulless humanoids rapidly inhabiting this earth will remember that another life that is stolen by them is another slap in the Father's face for removing another of his gifts, tools to sustain and improve and retain this planet called Earth. I pray that something changes our plummeting into the depths of hate. I pray that another moving of the Holy Spirit comes and saves us before forgiveness for the human race is too late. End poem. Wow. That was passionate and intense. I love, you know, when you're talking about in there, and it's so true, how it seems like we're very desensitized now to the violence that surrounds us. You know, we don't, I remember when Columbine happened, I was actually living in Colorado Springs, you know, when, when Columbine, yeah. the first school shooting happened. And yeah. it was traumatic, you know. I mean, just un, un, uh, could not even conceive something like that could happen. And now you hear it and, you know, it's like, oh, another school shooting. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. it's... You know, we're really good at showing outrage when it's appropriate, but I don't think that we're so good at retaining that outrage like we should. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to, uh, like you say, maintain that, that, we have to maintain that, 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 that disgust of these heinous acts. It's becoming all too commonplace, and like you say, we don't care. I mean, it seems like nobody cares. When it hits home, your neighbor will right? come and cry on your shoulders, and that's the end of it. There's no follow-through. 
and it continues on and on and on. You know, I'm going to say this really quick because we've got to line up and still have, we don't have much time left, but I've got my, I got the 22 that my mom took to school with her when she was a kid, and all the kids would walk to school with their with their, their rifles and stuff, and during PE, they would have target practice and take gun safety courses in the sixth grade. Yeah. So here you have a bunch of sixth graders walking to school with their guns under their arms, yeah. and there were no school shootings. So I say take the controllers out of kids' hands and put gun safety back in schools. Absolutely. And Absolutely. give Johnny a pistol now that he's four. I'm <laughs> My grandfather told me he used to walk to elementary school, but this is back in the 18, late 1800s, early 1900s. He used to walk to school passing a 38. Yeah. Elementary school. Oh, he has my gun. That's my gun. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Paul, tell everyone how to find you, baby. You can find me as Paul Sampson on Facebook, uh, Blessed for Free on Instagram. And every Sunday night at 319-527-6300, you can find me at the Inspiration Factory, a profanity-free spiritual poetry platform offered by Tiffany, the For Real Entertainment Network. They're amazing. they got a lot of good stuff going on. (laughs) Yes, I like it when that happens. (laughs) Sunny, great job. Great great writing. Great job. Thank you for sharing some really good messages from that. God bless You're you, Nala, and your listeners. <laughs> you as well, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Good night. All right. We are going to be going into the archives, which means if you want to hear the end of the show, we've got 16 minutes left in the show. We have got one, one, two, three. We have four callers left, so we will be going into archives. I'm going to just say great poem. I'm not going to keep talking. I'm not going to give a bunch of feedback. I just want to get your pumps in there. We'll see if we can get you all on before the end of the show, but I'm not going to cut you down. Just keep two short poems, okay? Or one meeting. One, one normal poem, one, two short poems. All right. Doug, get on here. Okay. So thank you. Uh, for <laughs> and uh, just to you and the gentleman who were just on, I just disagree with you. I think that if you're not a farmer, policeman, or a soldier under strict regulation, everybody's gun should be handed in. So that's the end of that. My whole my whole point was that when all when the kids you know, back that didn't happen back then. You know, kids took their guns to school and did target yeah. practice. It but was just a completely different yeah. world back then. Yeah, but if you think about it, even then what did they need with a gun? Most of them back then, it was for hunting. You would go hunting with your dad. You'd go hunting with your grandpa, you know, and that's why it was mostly rifles that kids were carrying. They weren't carrying handguns. Yeah, so most of the hunters I know, uh, you know, these days, they go hunt Bambi in the the forest, and some of them fall out of tree stands and kill themselves, and, you know, some (laughs) of them... I'm sorry, that's not funny, but I'm just picturing Elmer Fudd. It is funny. You know, you're hunting a you're hunting a defenseless animal, you're ambushing them and you fall out of a tree stand. It is funny. You know, you're throwing a carcass of a deer on the side of the road with his head cut off because all you wanted was the antlers. It is funny when that happens to you. No. That's not so funny. much as that. But you know, 
there's an opinion. Uh, but anyway, listening to the uh, the substance of what the brother was reading made me think about this form, and let me get to it quick. I know you don't have much time. I wrote this years ago called Little Ass. As flashing lights, let me start again. As flashing lights blaze in danger across the blight of neglect, alienation, and menace, who knew? Behind bricks pockmarked with birds and gunshots, little Andy sat alone but for her pens and pages. Withdrawn into a corner three flights up, she held sway over the dredging of slime and decay, constantly at play in the world she had left behind. By Andy's words and pictures, urban renewal was done. As fluid and fastidious as she turned back time's pages, a sketch, a, a sketch, I'm sorry, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to hurry up through this. Okay. You're fine, honey. As, as fluid and fastidious, she turned back time's pages, a sketch of an angel like Ignacio, rest in peace. Thirty words gave steel to Mr. Warren's back and rid him of the limp, stooping walk and his stupor. Her world was born anew by Andy's steady hand. Dead cats and live rats were gone from her street. As others in other places, she would not have them out on her street where hope is still its own miracle. By Andy's pencil, greasy smoke from the corner diner gave way to sunlit skies with doves mingled with clouds. Diamond crystal raindrops are found in pots of gold where rainbows are, where drugs and guns are not. Little Andy sat just ten years old in a corner on the floor. That safe space where she had been the night her brother, Amir, fell back from the window from a loud noise on the street. Here she continued to write and draw, but never speak again. Thoughts of Amir and his words were all now. That joyful voice, sparkling eyes, bade her create. Create a world safer and more forgiving than his. When he stood to answer, Amir, Andrea, dinner, and poem. Very good. I can see why that made you think of that one. That's fantastic, Ted. You know, there's a you know different perspectives. I'm glad to uh, to have heard the poem by the other person. Mm-hmm. Not unhappy, not be in agreement necessarily. I don't know when really a disagreement. We're talking about not quite the same thing, but when you bring the topic up, it's a it's a round world, so all things come in. But thank you for the opportunity. I'm glad. And Lady A, I just want to say this. Lady A, um, when she talked about the schools and the abuse that went on with the children, I have a poem on uh, all poetry with A is. So she thought yeah, she might hear this. Um, Manchild 99, and I have a poem called Holly, I'm sorry, Halloween Schoolyard that is about exactly that, the ghosts of the children in those schools. Thank you for the opportunity. My name is Douglas Curry, yeah. found on under that name, and uh, of course on uh, allpoetry.com all under the name of Manchild, M A N C H I L L D 99. Perfect. All right, Doug, love you dearly, honey. Thank you so much. And right. remember, next so week next is week. our anniversary show. Okay. We'll be here for that. 
Awesome. All right, hon. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller, area code 919. 919, you are on the air. Mr. Granville, are you there? Are you muted, Granville? Granville, 919. All right. I'm go ahead and put him on hold again, and we'll come back and grab him. 863, Maureen. Maureen. She'll hear me. She'll hear me in a minute. She'll go, oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Um, um, hello, Nyla. Um, hello. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. Okay, okay. I, I, oh, no, I get, oh. She'll hear me. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I got it now. <laughs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Hey, Noreen. Um, hello, Nyla. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. That's what good. What do you have for us tonight? Okay. Um, for Gary, I have um, Imagine That Cat. Okay. Question. I asked the cat, how fast can the spirit go? Cat answered, human existence exists and depends on the speed and the stretch of the imagination. Thank you, Cat, for your insight to realize the answer I was interested in. The cat replied, I know since there is no end to eternity, there is no finish line by which to measure the speed of the spirit or the timing of the imagination. The end. I don't remember that one. Um, you don't? Yeah, I read it before. Mm-hmm. I'm getting old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what do you have of yours, my dear? Okay. Um, I have one called Our Panasonic TV. We watch movies, news, shows, listen to music. Some made us cry and angry, laugh, and made us think. We bought it in the year 2000 and moved with us twice. It has been loyal, faithful, so true to us for all these years. It misses you, too. It knows that you're not coming back in flesh and bones. Now it's acting up. Just like you, my teddy bear darling, you have been faithful, loyal, so true, loving husband. I will not replace you. You will always be mine forever and more. Our Panasonic TV will not be replaced either, and it will just sit there. I refuse to move and get rid of our Panasonic TV. The end. Noreen, I'm going to have to get you another TV. No, I was thinking about that about two or three weeks ago, and I said, no, I can't. I was going to get one with on sale, and then I realized, what am I thinking of? I can't do that. That TV got to stay there. That's the one that Gary and I bought together. The TV can stay there. We'll just set another one on top of it. Oh, it can't. There's no room. It takes the whole space right there. My sister told me, you need to get rid of it. I said, I can't. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's part of our, it's part of us. And if I, I, I can't, I can't do it. I, I understand. I absolutely understand. But that doesn't mean it's you hard. can't get a second, a second one. 
You don't have to get rid of that one, but you can get a second one if you need to do to watch your news and stuff like that. I can do it on the Internet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because I was going to do it about two or three weeks ago. I was going to get one I thought was on sale. I think it was around Thanksgiving week. I said, no, I can't. I can't. I talked myself out of what am I thinking of? I said, I'm betraying Gary. I'm betraying us if I bought another one and replaced it. Oh, I took camp. I understand, honey. Yes. All right. Tell everyone how to find you guys. Okay. You can find us on, you can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find us on um, our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Dot .wix.com um, front slash poetry. You can find Gary on um, Reverb Nation um, poetrypoem.com um, facebook.com and you can also find um, you can find me on um, um, ReverbNation.com um, facebook.com um, uh did I say Reverb? I don't think I did. ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, and you can find us on um, Coffee.com, front slash, um, um, uh, Gary and Noreen. And Coffee is ko-fi.com, front slash Gary and Noreen. And then you can, um, okay. and then you can find us on, um, two, um, I mean, the uh, um, Facebook um, Facebook Live on the Poetry Club um, this Saturday, every Saturday at five o'clock. Then I'm having uh, then then I'm having a show. Um, have a chat with Poet Noreen. It's going to be on December the nineteenth. It's going to be at nine thirty because Chef Cat is going to be the guest, and he has about ten ten and a half hour difference. So it's going to be like 8 o'clock in the morning for him. And so it's wow. going to be at um, 9.30. That's the best time. We we could figure that out today, best time for him. So that's going to be 9.30 uh, for, for, um, for Eastern Standard Time. And he only can Very cool. He, okay. And, okay. And then, then this, in January, it's going to be Soldier Blue Blue in January. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. And and then um then when you get ready for the show for you for you and me, then let me know and I'll, I'll get that together too. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to that. I will okay. do that. Okay. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Thank okay. you so much for being here tonight, okay. and we'll see you at the okay. anniversary show next week. Uh, yes, I'll be there next week. Mm-hmm. All right, honey. Thank you so much. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay, talk to you later. We'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Let's check 919. 919, are you with us, Granville? Are you back? All right, we'll go ahead and mute him again. We'll grab 815. 815, you're on the air. 815, are you with me? 815. 567. 567, can you hear me? Oh, no. Another 567. Oh. 
Hi. Not on me, are you? <laughs> I am on you. I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. Oh, I don't know what happened either. <laughs> My wife's home from work now, and so we're still listening to the show. She she called and was listening to the show because she was at work, and so she enjoyed hearing me on there. <laughs> As did we. Okay. All right. Well, let me see if I can get any one of these other people back on. <laughs> Good to talk to you again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. See you next week. Bye. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's check again. Granville, last call. Are you there, love? Granville, 919. No. All right. So let's see if we can get 815. Who is 815? Do I know that one, 815? It's Demon Storm. Nyla. Gina. I know that. I know that one. I know that one. Where were you? Were you muted? No, I was there. And by the time you, when when you asked 815, was I here, um, the boy had already remuted me. So even though I unmuted, I wasn't able to say that it was me. Uh well, that's okay, because I'm still here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad I made it. What oh, are you going to share with us, baby girl? Um, I wrote something yesterday. Um, I was asked the question, if I could keep one body part of uh, my loves, um, current or past, what would it be? And um, and like I said, a, his like name. a body part, like I want your liver type thing. Well, yeah, but more like I want your heart, I want your mind, I want your your lips more so than your organs. <laughs> I don't know. I think you've got some pretty strange people asking you some pretty strange questions. Yeah. So huh. it was supposed to be erotic. So I did what I could with it. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so I titled it His Mouth. I chose His Mouth before, and I will again, not for the obvious reasons. I would want to keep His Mouth during every season. He prays for me daily and often nights. Also, He reads scripture and gives me the breakdown when I'm confused. His Mouth only brings me good news. He has the deep voice that I find sexy in my dudes. He was blessed with the beautiful singing range and tunes, 90s baby making tunes. That's one old school hip hop too, those hooks that make my heart stop cooking and baking, smiling with each sample, showing off the deep dimple, pearly white, lovely smile a mile wide. His enjoyment is never hide. I want to keep the affirmations, sexy talk, loving words, awesome and corny jokes. His conversation is poetry more times than not when he's holding me. Just the way my name says it, and it hits that spot. His kisses enchanting, lips full and lovely. His mouth should belong to me. Indeed. That is much better than a liver. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, um, but I'm sure looking if I needed a liver or a kidney, and he was the love of my life when we were a match. You know, he'd make sure that I lived. But yeah, I, I chose his mom. 
<laughs> that was a beautiful poem, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. I will see you next week. Is that it? That's all you're going to do? You don't want to do a second one? Oh, I'm going to do one because I've got a lot of things in regards to where you can find me. I'm Gina with an E, storm-like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse and the Small House of Poetry as we present The Kitchen. On Sunday, you can catch me at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday evening at Clubhouse and the Small House of Poetry. We'll be presenting The Living Room with Tila Shao being our featured interviewee for the evening on the Comfy Couch. On Monday night, you can find me on Epiphany at the King and Queen's Court. On Tuesday, I will be at Fort Council with Javi on Epiphany. On Wednesday, at the Erotic Love Zone on Epiphany. On Thursday, I'll be at the Get Down with J. Rob, the wise son, and Poetic at Epiphany. On Friday, I will be at either Date Night, Doing It Right, Let's Talk About It with host. Poetic Decay Van Meadows, and on Saturday, every other Saturday, it will be myself and Jess Jay at the Jess Jay and Gina Storm Show, premiering this Saturday night, the 10th of December at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Epiphany with the dialing number of 319-527-6300, blog talk. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You did, you did all that just perfect. That was almost like a spoken word. Well, this is the rundown of my calendar for the week when it comes to poetry. And if something comes up in between, I'm there for it. But, you know, me, I, I get the mic. So <laughs> happy Very to cool. have made it here tonight. Yeah. All right, baby girl. Great job. And make sure that you post the show on my page when you get Thank the you. link and stuff up. I will. So that everyone will know. Will. I'll send you Perfect. the event page and the link, and for um, my two clubhouse shows in as well. Okay, perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank right. you. Love you. See you next week. Love you too, okay. honey. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. It's Gina Storm. All right, guys, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, the Sound of Vic. I want to thank, thank everybody for being here tonight. Um, we've got a couple lines we weren't able to get on, but I don't know where they are, so... Granville and you guys, I'm, I'm, I see you there. Just know that I see you there. I just, you can't hear me when I'm picking you up or something. I can't hear you. I'm really sorry I wasn't able to get you on. It makes me sad. It makes me want to cry. But we will make sure that you get on next week. Remember, next week is our anniversary show. I hope you uh, will bring bring stories or poems or anecdotes or, or, or whatevers and share some some nostalgia with us on on our anniversary show very excited about that 16 years you guys all right i am going to close the show with an audio or an uh, a track by where did it go this is me stumbling through it all um we're going to do andrea gibson with royal heart and we will talk to you next week good night everybody You will never be let down by anyone, more than you will be let down by the one you love most in the world. 
It's how gravity works. It's why they call it falling. It's why the truth is harder to tell. Every year you have more to lose. But you can bury your past in the garden by the tulips. Water it till it is so alive. It lets you go. And you belong to yourself again. When you belong to yourself again, remember forgiveness is not a tidy grave. It is a ready, loyal knight kneeling before your royal heart. Call in your royal heart. Tell it bravery can never be measured by a lack of fear. It takes guts to tremble. It takes so much tremble to love. Every first date is a fucking earthquake. Sweetheart, on our first date, I showed off all my therapy. I flaunted the couch where I finally sweat out my history. I pulled out the photo album from the last time I wore a lie to the school dance. I smiled and said, that was never my style. Look how fixed I am. Look how there's no more drywall on my fist. Look at my wrist. It's not something I have to hide, I said. Well, I was hiding it. The telephone pole still down from the storm. By our third date, I'd fix the line. I said, listen... I have a hard time. I mean, I cry as often as most people pee, and I don't shut the door behind me. I'll be up in your face screaming, Seattle is too rainy. Seattle is too rainy. I'm never going to be able to live here, I sobbed on our fourth date. I can't live here. In my body, I mean. I can't live in my body all the time. It feels too much. So if I ever feel far away, no, I am not gone. I am just underneath my grief, adjusting the dial on my radio faith so I can take this life with all of its love and all of its loss because I already know you are the place I'm going to finally sing without any static, meaning I'm never going to wait that extra 20 minutes to text you back and I'm never going to play hard to get when I know your life has been hard enough already when we all know everyone's life has been hard enough already it's hard to watch this game we make of love like everyone's playing checkers with their scars saying checkmate whenever they get out without a broken heart just to be clear I don't want to get out without a broken heart I intend to leave this life so shattered there better be a thousand separate heavens for all my flying parts and none of those parts are going to be wearing the romance from the overpriced vintage rack meaning I don't want a single speed bike if I can't make it up the hill I know exactly how many gears I'm going to need to love you well and none of them look hip at the car coffee shop, but they'd all have God saying, good job, you're finally not full of bullshit. You finally met someone who's going to flatten your kneecaps into skipping stones. Baby, throw me. Throw me as far as I can go. I don't want to leave this life without ever having come home. And I want to come home to you. I can figure out the reins.